Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Folks, welcome to the Bad Etiquette Podcast. We're back. How you doing? I'm doing good. See, you're a harder nut to crack, Why? like I said, because I could, I was already having like a, a conversation with Chris, and I just started as yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'll just fucking hit record right here. But you're like ready to respond. You're a counter striker, is See, what they I call think, it. I think what it is is that I'm so used to his format where it's rolling when you walk in, and you don't want to. You don't want to waste the small talk okay. off mic. Well, see, I definitely have that mentality. That uh, what if I tell you something uh, like earth shattering and we weren't recording? Okay, I have nothing okay, earth shattering. Okay, okay, but still, but still, listen. I think that <laughs> there's a big part of where I would tell people, "Oh no, no, save it for the podcast," uh-huh. and then I wouldn't talk to people, mm-hmm. and then I wouldn't get a connection with them i wouldn't it wouldn't be organic it wouldn't be i wouldn't have chemistry and then i'd be like so that so tell me about that thing that i know nothing about now like right i'd be yeah. like winking at him like hey fucker yeah. and, and it just is so <laughs> obvious uh-huh. it's just gross it, it doesn't come off genuine at all and i don't like that yeah i would rather have like like there was things me and chris talked about that we eventually got to on the podcast uh-huh. but we just had a nice conversation beforehand but yeah no like i said you're what they call what you're what i call a counter striker <laughs> like if we we're fighting you uh-huh. wait for the person to come in and dodge it and then hit them or hit him with one of yours you're like you'll what are you respond with a fucking dumb brawler idiot <laughs> <laughs> a freaking biting down on my mouthpiece and going towards the <laughs> danger like an idiot that's not true yeah that is true i'm stupid Anyways, this is my guest, Allie Wallace. How you doing? Good. Happy to be back. I'm happy to have you back. You're one of a few people that I'm like comfortable enough to have socially not distant. Yeah. Socially near. Yeah. We were very flattered that you reached out. Well, I thought for sure you guys would be like, um, ew, no. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I would have respected the response if you guys were like, um, no. But thank you anyway. Ah, come on. I'm waiting for a webcam. Why? So you can like Zoom interview people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know what's funny? There's the Zoom recorders, which have nothing to do with Zoom video calling. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Um, and I, there's a p- podcast I listen to that has a perfect sound uh-huh. when they do the Zoom video chat mm. podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck? How do they do that? Yeah. They record it on Zoom. They have the audio files separate. Right. So they have a backup and I'm like, fuck, that's yeah. why their sounds good. Yeah. So I'm waiting for this webcam to do them and it's probably not even going to be good. It's yeah. probably going to sound all. Don't have that mindset. It's not going to sound as good. Excuse me. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But how, how have you been keeping yourself busy? Um. Well, drawing and uh, Chris, I'm sure he told you about our Adam Sandler. Yes, film he off. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That truly has really kept our spirits up. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I, because it's it's a challenge mm-hmm. in a way because it's like we have to like knock all of these things off the list. Yeah. But it's 
like even the more serious films, it's always a good time. That's good. So which one's your favorite? (sighs) That's hard. I'll say that they're like categories of favorite ones because there's a chunk of ones that we've seen before. You know, like I love you guys are the exact fucking same. I can't. No, we're not. No, we're pretty similar. We're pretty similar. Um, I have to turn you down. Yeah, go for it. No, you're good. Um, I always liked Happy Gilmore and Fifty First Dates is one of my favorites. Isn't it? I love a hidden gem. (laughs) Yeah, that one's really good. I saw it for the first time on an airplane, and for some reason, because of that, it stuck with me. I've never been on an airplane, but I imagine the movies that you're like when you're trapped somewhere and Mm -hmm. you just gotta transport yourself yeah no pun intended uh someplace <laughs> else where you're stuck in this tube I, I think movies on an airplane sounds like where people people remember those they're like yeah. i remember that fucking documentary yeah. it's either like a really good or really bad memory but yeah so i <laughs> i really liked 50 first dates um some of the newer ones we've seen uh i really liked blended i thought that was a great what's blended comeback. it's another drew barrymore Adam Sandler. Oh, is it a newer one? Yeah. Okay. I didn't have high expectations. Uh-huh. Was happily thrilled. That's awesome. Um, Jack oh, and Jill ended up being hilarious. That's what I've been, t- been yep, told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cried laughing at it. Really? I did. Yeah. Oh man. I would love to I wept. F- fucking um, watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, there's been a lot of good ones. Even, I think a huge lesson of it has been that, you know, so many of his movies get panned by people. Mm-hmm. And you see like, ah, oh, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. And we have a great time anyway. I, ref- I refuse to let any reviews of anything sway my opinion. If I see people don't like something on reviews, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, looks like I'm definitely going to watch it now. Because <laughs> you guys are assholes. Right. If anyone has like the wherewithal to be like, I better go tell people what I think about and how good this movie is or isn't. I'm like, well, there's something wrong with you anyways. Right. Because you're just doing it of your own accord, yeah. your own volition. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Like you, no one's valuing your opinion so badly that you're like, I better get to it first. Right. I better share it before they ask before I'm hounded with questions. So just critics and reviewers and things like that can irk me. But, um, yeah, I, I think that Adam Sandler movies just got like top shelved again in a big way. Yeah. There's like a couple things recently. I don't know. At least in my world. Yeah. I think is on the upswing again. I think also being a billionaire, he probably doesn't care. <laughs> I think that Adam Sandler needs his own like rating system. I think that you can't Ooh. put Adam Sandler films to the same scale as other films. He's created like his own universe, universe in his a own way. Universe. It's the same repeat people. It's the same, you know, and so who's your favorite to see in a movie again? Of, of like cast. Adam Sandler yeah. appearances. Uh, I love Kevin Nealon. Yeah. He always makes oh, me smile. That is, that's <laughs> the, the most highbrow answer you could have is it? That's the best. That's like the most like, oh, definitely Kevin Nealon, <laughs> stand-up comedian extraordinaire. I'll say I probably came like introduced to Kevin Nealon in a more backwards way than other people. I loved weeds. Yeah. And I loved him in Weeds. In fact, yeah. for, I still, I'll say that's Doug when I like see him it in my is. brain. It's, it's totally Doug. Um, and so, and then, you know, obviously we saw him in documentaries and movies and other non-Weeds material. But yeah, I. Was he in the Gary Shandling documentary? He was. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what mm-hmm. I thought when you said documentary, right. you were saying. Yeah. I, um, I haven't seen it, but. Oh. I'm so unfamiliar with Gary Shandling though. 
this is how you become familiar. Yeah, it's, it sucks. This I hate, is the best way you could. That. I hate doing that when someone's like, oh, they're dead now? Okay, better go, oh, the oh the music, oh, the band <laughs> broke up? Oh, better go listen to, oh, the, oh, Prince died? Better right. check him out. Yeah. That sucks. I well, that's better that. than being, oh, Prince died? He was my favorite. I can't I name agree. anything by him. I agree. Because Anthony Bourdain fucking killed himself, and that hurt in different ways than your favorite, like, celebrity just dying. Right. yeah. They're like, oh, he, even he didn't like him ouch (laughs) i I mean i have no idea why he killed himself (laughs) um that's not funny stop laughing it's a dark turn (laughs) well i'll say what i'm thinking of right now i won't i won't name names to be nice to them but we have a friend that made an anthony bourdain joke uh and which to begin with it's like he made it to a girl he really liked too so already it's like oh and Mm. he got the method of how he killed himself incorrect in the joke. Oh, and so it was, it was just like, right. Just like suicide on arrival. And he didn't know until we told him, like he repeated the joke to us. And we're like, wait, (laughs) what's the joke? I can't remember it specifically. I mean, it, I, it wasn't funny to begin with. And so even me repeating it, but he, he made a joke about how he overdosed. Okay. And I was like, wait, (laughs) That's not no. <laughs> and then just the pain of knowing the context of who he told yeah. and where he told it. It's like, oh, oh no. So that's partially what I'm thinking. That of. sucks. <laughs> I Well, you know what? The day of I had to like make jokes about it because I'm like to get through it. I have to do it first because if I see someone else do it, it's going to hurt. I'm going to hate them and right. it's going to hurt. So the first thing I did was share a picture of Guy Fieri, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> and I was like, I just got to do this right now. <laughs> I even like captioned it. Like, I just got to get this out of my system. Is this a Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Move? I'm sorry. Oh God. <laughs> if anyone's ever been on my Facebook ever, I apologize. <laughs> It's not for the faint of heart or the got a lot going on on there. Oh, it's it's a firestorm. Although to be fair, mm. the, the rest of my friends on there much worse. Really? L- like on the totem pole of like shit posters, I'm pretty low. You're the highest on my friends. List. I know I am, sweetie. <laughs> don't get me. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm aware. I'm aware by how the lack of responses I get from people. I'll this, say that the, I probably look at like 80% of what you post and I haven't responded to any of oh it. Oh my goodness. Even if I They're, laugh at it, I don't engage. Oh, that's, that's hurtful. <laughs> if you laugh, <laughs> do give me a like or a laugh. I'll, I'll show it to Chris. I'll be like, did you see this? And we'll, we'll share a giggle. And yeah. Oh man. It, it's, it's all just to entertain people. I honestly, part of it is that I feel like if I, if I like or ha ha one of your posts that if I like run for a political office, you're going to be like, <laughs> August 2019, you liked this. I was going to say, yeah, it's a great way to get canceled. So it's a fantastic way to, I know what, something like that. Oh, I was just honestly stressing about Chris being on here. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm the person to, he's already like in the public eye. He I don't is. know if he wants to be associated with me in public. <laughs> But too late. Uh, <laughs> Already done. Already done. Put it out real quick. Oh, I would do it day of if I could. I had to, I had to like text or email um, the engineer and I was like, hey, dude, I got like two or three podcasts coming up. I really want them out like this week, then that one next week. I actually, I canceled one because I didn't really feel up to doing it. I was going to do, a, I was going to do another one, oh. but I know that they're probably listening to this one now yeah. and going, 
oh, you did that one, but not mine. Right, Douche. Yeah. So let me just explain myself. All right. Yeah. Here's the shovel. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. What is it? <laughs> get, yeah, get out! Of, get out of the hole! Yeah. Um. Well, I was gonna do a a jujitsu podcast with my coach. Oh. Over at the jujitsu gym. Yeah. But uh, I didn't really feel like driving over there, and then like. My uncle just died on Monday. Oh. So I was very upset. I well, still am probably. I mean, no, I definitely, there's no probably. Okay. Like, okay, I, yeah. I still am. But, and you two, I'm close with you two. And I'm only so close to my coach. Gotcha. I didn't want to like go there and then like act differently. Right. Or like put on a show. Yeah. Of myself. When I'm really just like, <sighs> it, everything hurts over here, dude. Yeah. You know? I feel that. Because he's that way. very enthusiastic about the podcast I have with him. Mm-hmm. And you want to be I amped with don't him. Don't want to let him down. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I get that. Sorry. Jason. I've been there. <laughs> so what else besides Adam Sandler movies? Are, do you binge watch shows when you're stuck in quarantine like this? Cause you two are very like productive people. Sometimes I don't even consider that you guys sin like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, did he tell you about Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, he did. That's yeah, we been, talked about that. I mean, okay. we watched that this morning. That We watched it last night. We watched it this morning. That's the current, I guess it's a binge. We're watching them on DVD though. Oh, that's Remember so that? awesome. Yeah, I got a couple DVDs. So those, the DVDs on here that are shows, those mm-hmm. are mine. Family Guy, that's mine. Robin Big, that's mine. <laughs> I forgot about Robin Big. But yeah, that's, we've been watching on DVD. And, okay, okay. Yeah. What's it like liking the same shows as your significant other? It's great. Yeah. It, describe it to me. Like, do you not experience this? Are you on like a different wavelength or? Yeah. Kylie's like, oh, I don't want to watch a bunch of murder and stuff all the time <laughs> and like dark, depressing things. Like I'll say that there is at times the negotiation of like the mood of what we're going to watch. Yeah. That, you know, if we make a list of, you know three different things we could watch that it's like, I don't know if I'm up for that or Mm. I don't. So there's that. So we, even if we both like the thing, the mood has to be right for what it is. That's we're getting to a point in the Adam Sandler list where there's only so many left. Yeah. And it's, it's weird little pockets. What's left? We have the three hotel Transylvanias left. Those are Adam Sandler. They are. How? Um, yeah. Main, main guy, main voice. In Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Egghead, yeah. SNL. Uh-huh. Yep. And so. What the fuck? We've got to get through those. How did I not know that? Get a, get with the Adam Sandler program, I guess. So our list is ones that he stars in. Anything yeah. he makes a cameo in, minor character, that's off the table. So there are some movies that he like has a very small role that are not on the list. It's just starring Adam Sandler. And so now we have like a few dramas, a couple comedies we've already seen, the Hotel Transylvanias. And so it's kind of a weird mix what's and it's left? getting well, slim pickings. <sighs> I should have brought the list with me. That's what I should have done. Um, yeah, you don't have, have a, a list? We have a physical paper list that we're crossing off. I know. He told yeah. me. <laughs> um, we have Uncut Gems left. I haven't seen it either. I'm so okay. excited for it. I'm you. excited for it too. I almost rented it last night. But that's one that we know is going to be intense. 
Because that's what we've heard. Like people are like stressed out when they watch it. I'm stressed out movie. thinking about it. <laughs> so that we still have left. The Hotel Transylvania's uh, Eight Crazy Nights, which oh, is. Oh, have you seen that? Haven't seen it, but it's we're not oh, in a holiday my season. God. It's going to be, feels might, off. Might be my favorite Adam Sandler thing. Really? Vehicle. Might hmm. be. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I told Chris, uh-huh. but that might be my favorite. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it. All right. Because there's always movies you forget, and you're like, oh, right, that mm-hmm. fucking thing. That one is <laughs> up there. Okay. It's it, like just in terms of how much I enjoyed it as a child. All right. Not because it was animated, mm-hmm. but because like, I'm just saying like I wasn't like, oh, it was a cartoon, so it was, it was yeah, good no, no, kid yeah. fun. I get like, that. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good, one. That's a good sales pitch because we we didn't know how to feel about it. It's like it, this seems like weird watching like you know. It, there's a lot of heart in that thing. Okay. It's heartbreaking too. Oh. It's like, you know how there's always something sad but beautiful in an Adam Sandler movie? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like Drew Barrymore, her memory's not coming back in 50 first dates. <laughs> it's really sad, but it's yeah. really beautiful how he is so invested in yeah. this woman and mm-hmm. making her fall in love every day. Yeah. I watched that in a hotel room with Kylie and Aww. I think we both cried. When we watched it, and I had, I own that. It's right there. That's one of that. That's <laughs> yeah, one of the I movies up there. Yeah. Or I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm familiar with this movie, but watching it like with an adult mind frame, sad. Gotta love it. Heartbreaking. The dad Beautiful. and the brother every day doing the same birthday routine. Oh my god. Watching The Sixth Sense every night. Oh. painting the walls white after she paints them. <laughs> I'm just going to keep pushing you off the ledge right now. Jokes. I know. <laughs> You're already feeling it. hurt. Let me just. Yeah. Repainting. Yeah. Um, we have like a, the Noah Baumbach movie he did. Which one's uh, that? The pun- that's not punch drunk love. Is it? No, that's uh Paul Thomas Anderson. Same thing. We've both seen that once and have not seen it in years. And we haven't watched that one yet. Okay. That seems like we have to be kind of in a right place to take that on. Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, I haven't seen it. Yeah. So we've we've got a few dramas. We just watched Waterboy last night, which we both have seen, obviously. But um, yeah. I have nothing to say about Waterboy. Y- you love it? No, I'm sorry. Sweet. S- 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 t- I just <laughs> said I have nothing to say. You got to talk about it now. About Waterboy. You have to talk about it now. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't get... like okay. To me, it seems like the least appealing Adam Sandler movie. You're going to love it. What, he's a retarded water boy? That's not funny. <laughs> That's not the takeaway of this. Oh my God. You're, you're really going to love it. Okay. Henry Winkler and Kathy Bates are both in it. Okay. And yeah. really bring bad, on. Yeah. Never you seen got a it. bad Henry Winkler role. He's no, great. of course not. Have you seen Barry? No, I know I'm going to love it. I have not seen it. There are things that I know I'm going to love and I'm like almost like saving them. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just like, this isn't that. the time, but I, because we it's both nice. love Bill Hader. Well, we love Henry Winkler. Yeah. It's nice to have, like you like got this in your like back pocket or like, you're right. like, I'm saving this. Like yeah. it's in your savings account of yes. joy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. It's almost, I almost have like a category of like the next time I get sick for a week. Yeah. Like this is maybe what we'll take on. But yeah. um, I was actually last summer two summers ago um caitlin and i were in los angeles and saw a bus bench that had basically i don't even know what to call this it was an ad pasted on the bench clearly for filming the show so Mm -hmm. it was like one of the show's 
in character on the bench <laughs> that like they clearly filmed a scene where that was that's you know, seen. Okay. So yeah, for Barry. Oh. Yeah, so that was fun. But um, no, have not seen it yet. It's on Hulu. Oh, they just did. Um, for whatever reason, Hulu has a bunch of free HBO shows on right now. Oh, okay. So I'm watching The Sopranos. How's that going? That's another thing. Have not taken it on. Feel like I'll probably like it, but when feels I, like a commitment. When when I first watched it, I was like, this is, I don't know why people think this show is so good. And then <laughs> now that I'm on the last season, I realized I'm like, oh, I cry after every other episode. That makes sense. Not literally, okay. but I'm literally like, every time the credits roll, I go, what the fuck did I just let slip past <laughs> me? Like it sneaks up on you. That show okay. sneaks up on you. You don't even realize because you're like, ah, it's a mafia drama. and But it's so real. Like it, mm. you're not watching Goodfellas. You're right. not watching okay. The Godfather. Yeah. It's so, fuck, I don't know. And it, because, I think because of like the time we grew up in mm-hmm. and the time it came out, it's so interesting to see how the show deals with like 9-11 and then like okay, yeah. things like that. It's really cathartic and also it, it, it really hits you in some spots, yeah. some sensitive spots. And that's what I love about the show so far. Okay. How far are you? Um, I am on the last season oh. out of the six seasons. Um, so we'll see. Oh, so you're about to hit like the withdrawal yeah. end of the line well, and you have the Sopranos ending. Yeah. Right. Do you know what it is? Um, I, I don't recall what it is, but I do know that I've heard it. I've read okay. it. I'm aware of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but that ending didn't fucking mean anything. Cause I don't know who any of these characters are. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I do know that. <laughs> If I like a character in The Sopranos, they're gone. <laughs> if I hate a character in The Sopranos, they're in the whole show. Whole show. Whole show. Well, if you, I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so, I just, my blood is boiling thinking about it. My body really? just got like <laughs> vividly hot. My skin. Okay. Anyways, um, do you listen to podcasts by chance? Like other than honestly, not really. Okay. Um, so there are podcasts that Chris and I have listened to together as like kind of yeah. just a ritual together. Like we listen to all of Serial together. Um, right now we've been listening to Office Ladies, and we've been listening to that both together and separately. Like if I, what's Office go- Ladies? Oh, it's Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley oh, oh, going over each. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's funny. There's a yeah. Sopranos podcast where two of the ladies from that oh, yeah. fucking show watch. Okay. I We're really think. enjoying it. It's great because we both know The Office well enough yeah. that it's a show that like we immediately know what they're talking about. And wow. so that's been fun. And so even if we do something separately, it's like, do you want to listen to this episode today? Yeah. And so both of us will listen to it and then that's laugh cool. about it that's later. That's cool. Yeah. So we, we'll, that we'll do that with different shows sometimes to together but separate at times or sometimes we'll go for a drive and listen to it um but honestly i don't really i have a hard time doing a thing while listening to a podcast okay like i can drive and listen to it and that's all good and fine but like doing any kind of other activity it's like my attention cannot go to both and usually it's the podcast that gets sacrificed and then i missed out on like some critical mm. piece of information. So interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can really 
get my tasks done to the degree of, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I do things well when I'm listening to a podcast now that you say that. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about like, oh, I listen to podcasts when I do stuff all the time. Then I'm thinking about like, that really takes a while, huh? Like, <laughs> oh man, that really... Uh, <laughs> I really burnt those eggs, didn't I? And like, <laughs> I'm, oh, I really I'm forgot about the <laughs> coffee. Fuck. I'm someone that I can't like if I can't have a conversation with you or listen to what you're saying while I'm like typing an email. I will start typing what you're saying. Oh, I'll do that. And so that's kind of the same thing where I just can't separate those things well. So, <laughs> so if like Chris listens to a podcast and he says like you should really listen to this or this was funny or this was great or whatever, then that's something that the next time I go for a drive, I'll listen to. Mm-hmm. But on my own, I'm I'm not recommending things to people. You're mostly, I'm not coming up with content. No. You're mostly a music person then? You just listen to music when you're doing things? Is that, is that or, um, or do you not listen to anything at all? You know, I, I'll do this thing where I'll like turn on the radio and put it to like a really quiet level where it's like white noise and it's just background while I'm mostly thinking for a drive. If I have, see, I like that. If I'm going to a place, if I'm like driving to a wedding in Los Angeles, I can listen to a thing. That's the time where it's like, I'll ask Chris, hey, what should I listen to? And he'll give me a good thing that he thinks I'll like. But on the way back, that's like my decompressing my brain. And I will just, like, I can sit in that white noise silence for a very long time. It's probably really helpful in like a, a mental health kind of way to have that like reflective period. It's definitely what I would consider what other people have is like their shower ideas Mm -hmm. and like that kind of thing usually happens to me while I'm driving by myself. I panic (laughs) when I'm driving Mm -hmm. and think of something and I can't write it down. Oh yeah. Or Uh, I can't like you were writing something down. Yeah. I parked and wrote. Yeah. yeah. See like I would panic and I <laughs> what I do is like I'll get one hand on the wheel and one I've and one hand with a pen so <laughs> I, no. I, and yeah. do it on my hand while I'm driving and like yeah no I won't even look at the hand I'll just uh, uh, just scribble it down <laughs> there and like my eyes are darting <laughs> up and down and I'm like oh I hope I got it and then I get to the fucking location right. I'm driving to all that nervous sweat just smeared my writing off <laughs> and I'm like fuck I really should have pulled over for that I've been in that a similar place. I'll also just do that if there's something I forgot to do it or is I remember. I need to urgent. Yeah. I'll also do a note in my phone and then screenshot the note so that the next time I go to my camera roll, it's like in big letters yeah. looking at me. Okay. So there's a way to make it so you're you can talk to the phone, like to be like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, yeah. hey Siri, and then it'll. I like uh, how gentle you are. Yeah. Hey, Siri. I don't want anyone's <laughs> phones to stop this podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> Mine won't do it. I have to press a button. Well, okay. Yeah. So, some people's will. And um, uh, I was watching a show. With, and it said it and it no, triggered it. Well, it triggered my Alexa. Yep. We have that happen too. Like and, a commercial for an Alexa happens oh, and then your Alexa does it. Yep. That happened to us like two nights ago. My Alexa is a little bitch. I tell you what, I, I came up to her <laughs> and I was like, hey, Alexa, should I get a Google home? Uh, she was like, I do not. At her, she just played dumb. Uh-huh. She was playing dumb, and I was like, "Oh, okay, but you know the square circumference of Mars, huh, bitch?" All right, got how, it. How polite are you to your Alexa? I are you abusive am or as <laughs> as awful to Alexa as a human could be? <laughs> it's so funny, Alexa. 
can take all the racial slurs in the world. Uh, my neighbors can't. So I got to be. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, they're great sports. Um, <laughs> well, kind of. They're like, you know, recording everything you're saying. Yeah, I so. know, right? No, I'm just teasing, though. I don't call her racial slurs, but I will walk up to her and be like, Alexa, you're a fucking bitch. You know that? Hey, Alexa, you know you're a fucking dumb cunt and I hate you. I'm sorry. I don't know that. She just plays dumb. And I'm like, I know you know. So there's just like, she's like slowly stacking up all this anger management data and like yeah. just mining all of this. Like, but here's the thing. Yeah. It's not my Alexa. So it's not like my Amazon account on her. Oh, she knows. She knows. She's everything. like, don't worry. I know, sweetie. I have a you file in this person's Amazon You get account. framed for murder and they're going through all those oh my gosh. Alexa if statements. I, if I, Framed for murder? What if I commit murder? I'm going to fucking take her to the batting cages, <laughs> that little bitch. Uh, there's this great joke that, oh, well, that's what I was saying about when I'm, when I'm driving uh. and I think of something, it's mostly a joke and it's usually so specific of like a, a punchline, a tag or something, yeah. or even a perspective that I, I, I panic and I'm like, I got to write this down. I got to pull <laughs> over. I'm fucking anxious. Um, so yeah, driving is this weird thing of like, oh, I do get a lot of mm-hmm. ideas and yeah. I have a lot of time to think to myself. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't driven very long. I think I'm getting stupider. I don't think I've had enough thoughts lately. Go for a drive. I think I Change should. That. Chris said he goes for a drive. Yep. That's like his thing. You mm-hmm. go to Starbucks, he goes for a drive. Yeah. How cute. <laughs> First of all, love your guys' relationship. Thank you. I do too. You better. <laughs> it would be really awkward. If you, <laughs> a little awkward if you're like, well, I'm, I'm glad someone does. <sighs> yeah. Um, I'm going to have to impl- employ that tactic of going for a drive. Yeah. To like just think, because like if I were to go for a drive, I'd be like, oh, what, what if like I don't end up anywhere? What if someone's like nervous that I'm driving or I don't know. I have some like. No, I get that. Preposterous paranoia about it. Where I'm like, I, why would I waste gas if I'm not going no, somewhere? Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Good. So please tell me more about your amazing drawings. <laughs> I love your drawings. If for those of you who don't know, Allie does these single line portraits yeah so you just go one uninterrupted line when you draw these things i'll say that because i mean i just showed you doing it on an ipad that there i have picked up and then started from the point that i was at again because i've noticed that if i do it all in one go that if one thing gets messed up you can't you like restart. undo it okay and so it's like little checkpoints along the way almost that's funny. like oh that yeah that's because uh yeah there's there's definitely been times so it's like, not uninterrupted but it's a single right yeah route. it's all yeah well regardless. if you look at it the line all connects to mm-hmm. each point so yeah yeah i was very flattered to have one of oh. me that was a dream and <laughs> kylie was not how did you end up drawing my dog she asked she me. She asked you to draw. Uh, okay. Yeah. I thought about it. I was like, I wonder if I should get her to fucking No, draw yeah. She job. asked. She said Dallas's birthday is coming sweet. up. That's sweet. That is the nice thing. Yeah. It is, it's the, at the highest point in my room. Really? I, it's, oh. like, it's like up there with... I, Kylie told me that if I put things higher up on my room mm-hmm. wall, that it won't seem so small in it's here. true. And I said, I have vaulted ceilings anyways. It's a fucking big room. I don't think anyone's noticing. So now I was like, well, now he's up there. Now he's like out of the... 
Yeah. No, I can't see him. Oh, yeah, you That's can. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, where is he? <laughs> He's Anyways. looking over you. Oh, right. I mean, don't say that. That sounds so, <laughs> sounds so sensitive. Um, but the, seriously, I wasn't kidding. So you draw movie scenes yep. and then have people guess them yeah. on your stories. I was not being remotely um, hyperbolic when I said, I look forward to these every day that give me purpose. <laughs> like every time, like I look for your stories. Aww. I'm like, where's hers? Click. Because I don't watch people's stories because I get really like annoyed because I follow thousands of people. Everyone has a story. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, I don't watch everyone's story. Yeah. I'll watch two or three and go, uh, I, if it were up to me, I could turn everyone's stories off. I wish I, there was an yeah. option where you can just hide stories and it wasn't on Instagram. Cause yeah. I don't care. And live videos. Ugh. if any of you have gone live in the past month or two, I muted you. That's it. If you've gone live at all, I mute. I don't see your shit anymore. Stop going live. Then I have 30 live stories in the way of mm. the three people's stories I actually fucking care about. Right. So anyways, you draw movie scenes <laughs> and have people guess them. Yep. And I'm I'm the best at it, clearly. You're doing well. I'm doing well. I'm saying you're doing good. Is there well. anyone doing better? Um, there's a couple of people on par with you. On par? Yeah. Enough. I'll say that I don't think there's a single person who has gotten every single one. Yeah. Well, no I, one's done that I yet. I haven't seen every movie that you've shared either. Mm-hmm. So like the Jaws yeah. one, I was like, oh, it was a guy with a sniper rifle. I was like, I can't believe I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> it's, it's enemy at the state, isn't it? Fuck. No, it's not. There's there's a couple that I knew right away that I wanted to do, but then now it's just become, I'll ask Chris, like, what's the next movie I should do? And we'll kind of sit down and try to think either of a movie or a scene in the movie that isn't immediately recognizable. Well, I'm, I'm intentionally trying to make it harder. Well, the last one was the easiest one. The one I just did last night? Yeah. Forrest Gump? Yeah. Okay. I was like, the, the, the only one that was easier was Goodfellas. Okay. That, I did three scenes from Goodfellas before that one really? happened. Yeah. I initially tried to do, what was it? The... Oh, it was them in the diner. Yeah. And then that was just kind of too vague. And then I did, um, actually, maybe I did four scenes before. Oh. I did the two of them sitting and laughing and it's like, yeah, the, that's, that, that would have been too obvious. It looks, I'll show it to you. It's kind okay. of bad. Ooh. Um, and then I did them in front of the Copacabana and I got Again. about a quarter of the way through that. And it just was too much. It was very detailed. There's a lot it was, in there. It room. was them haven't entered it yet. You uh, can see the awning and there's the other cars and him kind of, you can tell from his profile. That's him. as like, this is too elaborate. Then, uh, this is the point where I got Chris to try to help me figure out one. Then I did De Niro in the phone booth. Yeah. Which turned out pretty good. That was the next one I thought of. That's so but, funny. Uh, yeah. I have the full drawing really? of it. Oh, uh-huh. And then the car Layla scene is, like honestly, maybe my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, and yeah, it was Chris. I did the two and Chris. Why is it your favorite one. part of the movie? I, it's my favorite musical cue okay. of a movie. It's just the it's, perfect. It's ugh, good. And you're right. You're right. You don't see it coming in that way. You don't expect the piano outro <laughs> of Layla to start in right there and for that film. So anyway. And it's the whole pink car thing is hilarious. Like you went out and got the car. Like I told you to lay low, you got the pink car. So anyway, so that one, not everyone got, there were some different guesses in there. What's the worst guess you've gotten for one? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying. You know what? I think I'm doing the best because I don't think I've gotten any wrong 
maybe right. You just haven't guessed on the ones that you don't know. Yeah. That's, that's how I would play it. Some people just go for it. And I kind of admire that they're just, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You you can't break a, a home run record if you don't swing the bat type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was my favorite part of the movie signs is when he's like in town mm -hmm. talking to his old like friend or whatever. Yeah. And the guy's like, Oh, he has another record that no one talks about. He has the highest strikeout record. And I was like, damn, that (laughs) didn't need to be in the movie. But M Knight was like, oh yeah, (laughs) yes it does. (laughs) Fucking put it in there. Complete. I don't, uh, the only, I remember why it's in this, in the movie now. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Swing away. Yeah. What am I, what am I thinking? Oh, so good. Um, the last one I did from the room. Yeah. Eight people guessed what's eating Gilbert Grape. Okay. I, it doesn't the Johnny Depp have long hair in that? Kind of. Okay. It's uh, like, I've, I, I've never uh, seen it. You haven't seen the movie? Either oh, one. Should, yeah. Oh, you should watch. Yeah. You should get on that. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, I posted and I said, this either says a lot about how I draw or how you guys view Johnny Depp because this, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't see it here, but um, yeah. And that was one too that I, you know, whatever. It, there has to be a balance between like something that's iconic enough that you recognize it, but not so obvious. I'm dreading the day you stop. <laughs> really? Because I know eventually. Honestly, just, it's probably coming soon. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I'm dreading yeah, it. Yeah. I've, I've got. I've got work to do. The cooler the movie. What how, What are all the movies you think you've done? Like a list of the ones I've done? Yeah. Do you, um, do you remember a couple? I started with Dumb and Dumber, uh, The Jerk, Father of the Bride. The Jerk. I was the most proud of The Jerk because yeah. I had seen it once. And I was oh, like, that's, good work. that's the mm-hmm. Jerk. Good. Yeah. Um, man, Goodfellas, Jaws, Forrest Gump, The Room, uh, super bad. That's too easy. I, I, I've, I I've gotten so arrogant with my responses now that whenever I know the movie, I just make a joke or reference it somehow. Right, yeah. So um, I, yeah. I know I'm forgetting some. Oh, uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I did that because we watched that movie the night before. And as soon as he came back on, I was like, I know this is. What scene was that again? I don't remember. Um, Ben Stiller is the, that's right. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> the retirement shut home. The hell yeah. up. <laughs> that dude, that, he's so funny in that. That it's, scene yeah. fucked me up as a kid, dude. Oh, Ben Stiller. So good. Oh, and I did American psycho and everyone thought it was high fidelity because it's him in front of the, like the record. That shelf. was the funniest. That's the one I was like, this one was too easy. It was funny because that's I, I, said that for. I that's thought it was I kind of obvious. But then once everyone was saying high fidelity, it's like one, okay, I, I see where we're going. But then like, you know, the jerk part of me was like, but what about the poncho he's wearing? Yeah, completely. But yeah. you know, not obvious? whatever I'm, I know because I just stared at it for it's, 15 what, minutes. That's so. when I knew I was a edgy, boring white guy when I was like, that's clearly American <laughs> psycho. You've never seen the fucking infamous scene. He kills Paul Island. Come on. Oh, man. Um, I need to, do some sort of fucking drawing soon. It's yeah, so fun it. to so, so, like you do drawings and then I go, Oh cool. I don't have to draw today. I saw something good. <laughs> like that's how I feel. When I see Dallas. Like, what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that, is that the opposite? You, you're so inspirational. I do nothing. What's yeah. You're so demotivational. I love, I love seeing your artwork. Go try drawing a movie scene. Make me guess it. Oh gosh. That would be, well, 
I I just don't have the uh, the um realism. That's what I like about huh. your art is uh, how realistic it looks and how Thanks. close to like actual frame and like distance and space it is. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like no, everything yeah, looks you. the right size <laughs> yeah. and I don't know how to do that. Again, that's all from going off of photos and well, looking at it. Th- there you go. That's fair. <laughs> fair enough. Because there are things that you really just like, oh, I didn't post it, but like the De Niro, you had to get like mm-hmm. the mole and the eyebrow yeah. thing because that's a if dead you don't giveaway. have that. That's a dead giveaway. <laughs> you have to f- have those things or else it's, it's not going to work. I think it would have been cooler. Not I'm that's so disrespectful. I think it would have been cool. Uh-huh. Another Goodfellas scene yeah. is um I think it's almost like the same montage uh when they find his body in the meat locker, the meat Oh freezer. right, yeah, yeah, that's right after. Yeah. 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 That would have been fucking <laughs> I'd draw that part. <sighs> okay. When they when they killed Tommy, it fucked me up. I was like, <laughs> yeah. damn, that he was like cuz he knows it's happening <laughs> right, and you go, yeah. "No." And he goes, Oh no. <laughs> I'll say we quote that with Caleb on a regular basis. Really? <laughs> yeah, just go just go around that corner. Just <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I could be sick, sick to my stomach right now. Did you have you seen the still of that scene? Which before? part like when the actual blood, shot? Yeah. yeah. I saw it when I unintentionally the- while I was looking for the scene I was going to draw. Do, uh, do, do you see the part where he's squeezing the blood pump on the, <laughs> no. on his shoulder? Can you, can you see, see that? Yeah. So oh. um, it's because I love practical effects, but you have to rig them somehow. Right. Um, you, you can just, sque- he's squeezing his, sh- Joe Pesci's shoulder and it's pumping the blood yeah. and it's going up the top. Uh. And I was like, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> Cause I was always curious. How do they do that? Right. Yeah. Because his forehead, comes open right there right blood it's great anyways um so this is a very visual podcast with no video i'm sorry i apologize no images um i'm gonna refer back to this now oh yeah sure thankfully i didn't have to get to all of these questions with uh chris and i got to repurpose some so oh okay Uh, what are you looking forward to when all this lockdown shit's over um I mean, on a personal level, looking forward to when we can just like go out to eat with our friends again. Um, you guys love doing that. We love it. You yeah. Guys love doing we have that. little routines that I miss. Um, routines are healthy. They're important. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm, I'm looking forward to working again mm-hmm. and feeling like I have a purpose. <laughs> you, you're doing. I've been, I've this I think right now I'm in a pretty good place where I, I feel pretty good, but I'll say that I was definitely feeling the rut of like, I do not know what to do. And I kind of like just the, I don't care because it's like, I, I was not the person who still got dressed every day and still did things. I just like pajamas, what I slept in just keep. (laughs) Did showering go down quite a bit? Was that like a unessential? It kind of did for maybe the first week or two where it's like it wasn't as much of a priority and then I kind of got it together where I was like, honestly, part of it was that Kristen Instagram survey of people asking like, has Mm -hmm. it gone up or down? And once I saw I'm like, I need to get it together. (laughs) Like I need to like be a person right now. But um, yeah, I just um, am very used to constantly having a thing to work on. 
and didn't realize that there's so much of a chain of like, well, if I'm not shooting a thing, I'm planning the thing I'm going to shoot or I'm working on the thing I already shot. And when that's all gone, you just kind of don't really know what to do. And then you're like, ah, there, there goes everything. And then I got really worried about weddings and like, is my whole life over because my job's over? And I think things are in a place where I feel better about it. Did you ever think there'd be a time when like, oh, we're not doing weddings anymore. (laughs) Weddings are done for the foreseeable future. Um, I think honestly, a lot of my fear and insecurity of everything came from looking at everyone's Facebook and Instagram posts. I wish that I had cut that out sooner because I got myself in this like kind of mental panic place of I saw other people posting what they thought was going to happen or something that happened to one person. Like I had someone I knew who like their clients were canceling everything and wanted all of their money back, which we're talking thousands of dollars that you already put into your rent your mortgage Mm -hmm. your kids school or you know whatever and that made me start to freak out and worry it would happen to me and it hasn't happened once everyone's rescheduled and been very cool about everything but i saw everyone posting that and i got i started getting worried so yeah fuck you just gave me (laughs) things to worry about that i wasn't worrying about you know what i did for a couple days just delete the apps from my phone smart it, it was great. It was so like, I should do that all the time, but he, the, I would, if I didn't have the podcast to kind of promote, right. I would love to just not have social media. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I would love to be yeah. at a place in my life where all of this social media is like, there's celebrities that just don't have it. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're like a celebrity. <laughs> like we all like you. You have many likes on pictures. Why not share thing? And I'm just so, how do you not have that? Like Louie doesn't have social media. Mm -hmm. Chappelle doesn't have social media. Um, What? Yeah. What? You just get away with not having it? Right, yeah. Like I even get like a little like grumpy with like older people. They're in their like 50s (laughs) or 60s and I'm like, come on, man. What the fuck? Johnny Depp, you don't have an Instagram, you piece of shit. I don't want to see Johnny Depp's Instagram. Me neither, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. He's just the first creep Mm. that came to mind. I love Johnny Depp. Don't take that any other way. He's not really a creep, guys. I love him. Um, I honestly, I love the flip of the Amber Heard oh, situation. Bitch. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I did love not mean that. to interrupt you. No, that's fine. Yeah. You. I got so excited because yeah. um, it was a big fucking deal between me and my friends years ago, 2015. Really? <laughs> I think it was 2015 or 2016 when I said, fuck Amber Heard, I side with Johnny Depp. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? And I'm like, you guys don't know what I know. (laughs) And what I know is that I've been listening to Johnny Depp for, or Doug Stanhope's podcast, talk about Johnny Depp and them talk about how toxic Amber Heard is for months. Right. And then she files for divorce the day after his mom dies. And then to save face lies about him abusing her. You see they they proved that the fucking her bruise on her face from when he threw an iPhone at her was her makeup artist friend doing it. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, the bruise isn't even in the same place anymore, which I've had black eyes. They do move when they heal, but also wasn't even right. It was not the same thing. Oh, and then to find out like, oh no, she was the abusive one. I was like, ah, fuck. I don't even remember hearing about that part. This is amazing. His poor fingers. Oh my (laughs) God. And then her mom dies. And I was like, oh, where? Oh, 
Are, are someone going to file for divorce and then accuse you of abusing them to uh. save face right now? Or no? Oh. Vindication. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. It was so entertaining. So. It was fl- a weird gratification. Well, I think I've never had a better like I told you so moment <laughs> really? in my life because yeah. there was friends that were just like we're not speaking to you anymore you're not a feminist you don't side with the woman yeah. automatically without uh, even hearing everyone's case I'm like oh you're right so I must not be a feminist like clearly <laughs> so oh well it was a big stink it was like the last it was one of the last things that I ever cared about engaging on social media uh, with because now it's just I'm just doing it to fuck with people just doing it to make a joke right like I have nothing but lightheartedness in my heart for it yeah for shit on social media for the most part yeah other than that last amber heard thing I posted. Sure. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so wow what were you what else what the fuck got us onto johnny depp oh is it celebrities and their social media yeah uh-huh. so yeah. yeah not being worried about that is a luxury i hope to afford someday like yeah. I hope I could just have like a publicist do that shit. Right. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like here, you take care of my social media, but, yeah. but no one, you don't get a publicist for not being in the public eye. Yet. Right. Yeah. So once they invent those, I'm on it. I mean, you could, you could pay someone to be your publicist. You yeah, don't have to be but, famous to hire someone that you're, you're just probably, but I think I'd need to be famous or successful to afford one. Is what I'm saying. Just like Craigslist. Just Craigslist. <laughs> oh, I don't want some weird creep <laughs> in my DMS. You sure you sure do act uh, rather flirtatiously with all of your male friends and, and very cold to all these female followers. What is this about? I, this, uh, <laughs> How much more money did they just exploit me for my DMs? You can't do that. You can't. You can't just hire a stranger off Craigslist. Uh, well, you wanted a publicist. So. Are you, okay, whatever. Listen, are you doing elopement? photo shoots i haven't yet i would you would if someone wanted that yeah but um i think well because people are like no i'm getting i think people get married just so they can have a big party like the wedding like because now that weddings are not happening i'm hearing a lot of people aren't getting married what i think the split that i've seen is that there are people who are putting off the whole thing and then there are people who are still getting like their marriage certificates or they're eloping just mm-hmm. like with, you know, their parents or, you yeah. know, whoever's around, but they still are just going for the wedding. They're just putting it off. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, we'll see what happens, but it looks like it's just, uh, my, my winter and next spring are going to be full of this year's <laughs> wedding. Jesus. <laughs> so. Are you excited for that? Um, Are you going to be like, I can't wait to be slipping on cash? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the thing that I is kind of funny is that last fall, I would have just like done anything for this period of time. I just like between all the weddings I was doing and between all of the your own backyard stuff that was happening, I just like it was an overload of just like constant stuff happening and I would have just like loved like, oh, like two months of doing nothing. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And at Fuck this point, yeah. it's like, okay. I'm over I'm it. I'm trying to remember <laughs> that and be grateful for it. It's like, okay. you know, I have this downtime, but I do miss just working in general. Um, I'm looking forward to some aspects of it. I think it's going to be a little crazy. I think in September, I'm going to be exhausted and look back on this and be like, why didn't you enjoy that? 
there's a lot of things I really appreciate about the, well, like the time in the world right now. Right. I feel like the freedom of like there's certain luxuries that being in America that this kind of thing has afforded. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Being on, be, I'm on unemployment right now, which I, you know, any other time I'd be like, that'd be my biggest secret. I'd be like, no, I would never. I looked for a job. I'm not lazy. But now it's like, like, oh, my job's not happening right now. So right. Yeah. I, if I have, if I get now, it's just like, oh, I don't spend like a hundred dollars on gas a week now. Sure. Now I can buy like movies and rent them and type of thing or like just like little little conveniences little right. luxuries but it staved off like real hard yeah in april and shopping has given me no that's how, that's you that's when i know i'm depressed when shopping won't cheer <laughs> doesn't me doesn't do it for you <laughs> when i when i could buy anything i want yeah and don't right when i'm like <laughs> i'd rather just not how sad is that consumerism can't even cheer me up not even a real american <sighs> stresses me out but i i there is i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss this there's gonna yeah. be a lot of this that i'm it's like i'm it's like a summer vacation with nothing to do it is that's a good way to put it i'll say that i would enjoy this time way more if there wasn't the paranoia of like getting a deadly infection yeah that like do, having to go out and get a thing it's like i am so paranoid about like well like uh my index finger grazed that pole mm -hmm. so uh is it all over like oh, I know. that kind of thing is if that was gone i would be soaking this up i think a lot more mm -hmm. but because of that i'm just like have this constant stress in the back of my head or we're like we get a package in the mail it's like okay take out the box then wash my hands and take the thing out and like put this away in the corner where i'll take it out yeah. later that kind of thing just well at least you're being careful i'm trying but it sounds like and you actually care and you're being careful and you're like aware you know um because i'll go out mask gloved up right and there's people who just Oh yeah, there's Don't people care. just going for and it right now. Part part of me is like, you go, girl, when they're <laughs> when they're doing it. But then part of me is also like, you son of a bitch, you're fucking killing my grandma. I just like. I don't know. I can't shut off that part of my brain. That's like, I'm just like, yeah, I, well, that's good. That's a survival um, thing. I hope so, because I, it's the, taking a toll on me. The, pe the people who are like completely like, no, I'm fucking I'm over it. Like, we're just going like. I'm out. No right. mask, no gloves. And I'm like, dude, I want to wear gloves and hand sanitize like when there's no pandemic. Right. I'm such a fucking germaphobe. It's funny to think like the things that I'm doing that aren't sanitary or like, like it's funny to think like, oh, now I'm considered gross for like oh, touching my door handle. Right. That I would always touch. Yeah. But other people are like Lysoling their door handle type of thing. I'm like, yeah. okay. So there's like little exceptions people make, little lines people make, yeah. little, and that's really interesting to see how people divide themselves, yeah, to, and see how people's like standards change. Yeah, 
I think that I, starting off, I think part of what made me so stressed out in the beginning is because when it was first kind of coming on the cusp of everyone talking about it, I was the person that's like, we're overreacting. You guys are just like, you're being crazy. And I didn't go buy all this stuff. I totally just was like, "Eh," like this will be gone in a week. And it wasn't. And then I was going to every store looking for, you know, the milk Mm -hmm. and eggs and toilet paper and there was nothing. And I have 40 burger patties and five steaks in my (laughs) freezer right now. How are you fitting that in that freezer? Barely. (laughs) Like I, I panicked and bought meat. Yeah. Because now there's a, a beef shortage and something like one out of every five Wendy's is out of beef. (laughs) Well, they use like real beef. They're not, it's not like Uh frozen. So they don't have all these like backstocks. So like Uh their food supply chain has now have some weak links in it. Yeah. So that sucks. And I'm like, Ooh, if you guys are looking for meat, I'm sorry. I took it all. It's in my freezer. Right. So, yeah. Um, I don't think that, uh, Never mind. I kind of lost my train of thought. That's okay. I'll, I'll say that I have different levels of the fear yeah. of everything. Yeah. And that it's, I've noticed that every time I'm by myself for an extended period of time and I'm thinking about it, I'll get kind of worked up about it. And like after five minutes of just telling Chris, like, I'm really worried about this thing. I'll you'll just bring her right back down, around to reality. Yeah. That it's like, oh, okay. And I just like need that voice of reason. I'm like, you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be okay. But I'll just by myself get into a place of like, why didn't I buy all the things? Yeah, you know? yeah. there's part of me that's like, I, I'm not prepared enough. Why didn't I do that? I, yeah. I have all the time and money in the world to prepare for something right now. And I'm not doing that. I'm being stupid. Why am I doing that? But then there's part of me that will like do it secretly. Yeah. And I'll like hide it from myself. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do have like an unnecessary amount of zip ties and water bottles and what things like that. Tie? Just, just an example. Okay. I'm just saying. And then Why I'm is like, that the first thing you said? Because it's a lot, it's a lot better than saying, oh yeah, I do have extra ammunition. And guns. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just better to say that. It's just more affable. But, um, it's, I'm so used to like shit hitting the fan in my life. Yeah. That this is like, oh, thank God, it's back to normal. Like, that's how I feel is like, oh, cool. Everyone's worried about something. This is like where I, this is where I thrive. This is like, (laughs) I'm fucking 30 flirty and thriving right now. Cause I'm like, I, oh, like I'm my early, one of my earliest memories is my dad putting, putting on red dawn and going, see this, this is what you need to do. You need to be prepared to go camp. And like, I'm like five, maybe Uh, six. And my dad's telling me like, people are going to come in the country. They're going to come kill us. You need to have, uh, camping supplies and food supplies and guns and just all this shit. And so I've always had this in the back of my head. I'm like, Oh my God, everything's going to fucking go down and everything things are going to be crazy and there's going to be people come, come yeah. hurt me and I better defend myself. And so this is finally, I'm like, Oh, whew. he was right. It was just like validating. I was born for this. I was born for this. <laughs> Have I got some Facebook statuses for you <laughs> folks? <laughs> Don't worry. I, I'm going to share something that's going to cover all of this. <laughs> that's so good. That's so true though. But like, I, I'd feel like, I've been evicted and my mom's lost her job and I've like, you know, slept in bad conditions before and like 
uh, my parents separated and loved ones die. And I'm just so like, this is like, oh yeah, this is what we do. This yeah. is like, this is normal now. Like this to me is like, you guys are freaking out. Like a lot of you guys are like extra freaking out. I'm freaking out, but like not about the things you are. Right. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I get it. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the, the pandemic of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a good word. It's a positive sounding word. I think that there's going to be such a flourish of positivity and wealth and market growth and economic boom after this. And I'm really excited for that. Also really excited for just this kind of decade be, um, or like generation, whichever, just kind of being united on something. Yeah. This shared experience. Sure. Yeah. Cause even the people who are being very divisive and people you may agree with or disagree with, I still feel like they're closer than they've ever been because it's still the experience of what's going on being shared. Right. Yeah. You it's can, a universal problem that yeah, yeah people yeah, need to not address. everyone. Ha- yeah. So a lot of people um, would kind of ponder what event that that was going to be. Right. Whether it be aliens invading or someone invading right. our country or a big disease. And I would listen to like these really long podcasts and people talk about it and speculate it on it. And, and disease was one of them. Right. And it seems like this is going to happen someday where it's going to be a big flu. I, I know I've heard a podcast. I know I've heard it on a fucking Joe Rogan experience <laughs> probably like three years ago where someone's talking about something like this happening. Right. And then... I, I can feel, I love the shared experience thing. Yeah. It's just like um, the day after 9-11. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. American that day. It's beautiful. The, I I could feel how badly I was going to miss it when this started. Like March, like late March yeah. was the best feeling. That's <laughs> like, that was like the most excited I was the whole time. Cause I was like, this is awesome. I don't have to go to work. Shit's going crazy. Everyone's talking about the same thing. Memes are lit. It is on. Dude, everyone was funny for a week. That was the best. That was the only time I'd ever been online and went, oh, you guys are funny. Cool. Like where everyone on my friends list had something funny to say. And then it, a week later, every every point was beaten to death with a stick. Yeah. In these uncertain times. <laughs> And and now everyone's back to like hating each other. Yeah, no. I could already feel things getting back to normal. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. We don't agree. <laughs> <sighs> I don't fall on either side of the argument of lockdown or open up. Yeah, I have mixed feelings either way. I have very mixed feelings either way. And I, I get why it's mixed because I... Because it's know. nuanced and we're human and there's no black or white answer to it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I think it's preposterous is what people believe one way and or the we other. Don't know. Well, There's we no don't correct know. answer. We yeah, don't it's, yeah. know. It's terrified. That's the terrifying part. Yeah. Cause it's like, wait, what if we do open up and then everyone sneezes on each other and then a, a billion people die. And I'm like, well, I mean, that'd be great for the air quality, but I would miss the rest of my family for sure. Me being cocky thinking I'd live <laughs> through it. Like, I'll oh. get through this. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, 
partly why my uncle died was because of this coronavirus thing. Uh, he had cancer and he was scheduled for more scans in uh, his body. And they had to postpone the scans because uh, of the Corona. And by the time they eventually got his body scanned, he's lit up, had right. cancer all throughout his body. So, um, he, he died because of that. He didn't get to get these scans because of all this coronavirus shit yeah. going on. So it's like this really mixed feeling of like, fuck, is it coronavirus's fault? because they couldn't have done anything had they scanned him or is it everyone's fault for not letting people out so he could have gotten yeah. these scans because yeah. those people could have been so it, it's weird because it like, i don't even know how what uh if there would have been a solution to that situation yeah so to speak i was reading uh last night that universally er doctors have seen a huge drop in people coming in or calling 911 for heart attacks and strokes. And there's the whole point of the article was, if that happens to you, please still call. Yeah. Because if you decide, oh, I'm not going because either I they have a bigger priority or because I'm afraid of catching something by going, mm -hmm. you're just prolonging the damage to yourself. Yeah. So please come in because they're noticing the huge drop and that's pretty much the answer that people just decided oh i'm not gonna take care of this and they're like, please still do like, uh, everyone just turned into a man over there and they're like no nah, i'm not going <laughs> i mean the thing that i keep remembering is that i have several friends who are pregnant right now yeah and they're about to have a I if they know. haven't already a baby during this time it's like if they're willing to go do that like go in for your thing just yeah, like seriously. i think that they're i understand that there are things going on but it's like i think that they have at least enough control to be like okay this section like okay to go in we're you know it's not like there's just stuff dripping off the walls everywhere <laughs> that you know is gonna like get you sick it's like you know whatever i think people still need to have common sense i don't know necessarily what that means in all cases but it's gonna be so cool to see what procedures um end up becoming normal in daily life yeah. after this like people i feel like there's gonna be people that will always kind of have a mask ready always have gloves always right. be clean um there's something i'm afraid of is all the hand sanitizer and all of the uh people's immunities going down because they're not exposing oh, themselves because yeah. i feel like that's more detrimental i'm not a fucking doctor or a scientist but yeah. in my head it would make more sense to get like little exposures and build your immunities up a little bit right type of thing and to have like like my brother bites his nails and has bitten his nails every single day of his life. Yeah. I've never known him to be sick ever. Uh. He never got sick. I have no idea if he has any idea what a flu is. <laughs> and I, it dawned on me. I was like, Oh, yeah. cause he's like bacteria and up. Like he probably has the craziest <laughs> amount of daily dosage. Yeah. Of <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like he just has this perfect like gut biome, like functioning all this like uh probiotic flora flourishing <laughs> in his system. Cause he's just like, no, I, I already got it. Like I have the antibodies. Yeah. They're in the VIP <laughs> section. <sighs> so that scares me. So there's part of me where I'm like, how long do we stay in before it, it hurts us to stay in? Right. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what, that's what I, th uh, not think, but I'm like, I think maybe right, sure. that'll yeah. be happening. I don't think anything <laughs> very compelling anyways, but just a thought. Yeah, no. All right, we can move on. It's a depressing subject. <laughs> and I know people are probably so sick the, of yeah, hearing over it. Over a load of. Mm, Jesus. Okay, who's your favorite serial killer? 
I don't have one. You don't have a favorite? No. You don't have like I a don't, fa- no. hashtag fa- hashtag Bundy? No. <laughs> no. And honestly, like it's usually like a turn off to me when I see people posting like about their favorite serial killer murderer. It's 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 weird. It's a to me. big like edge lord thing. It's something like <laughs> like these freaking uh goth queen chicks do and it's like it's always women it's always about how they're somehow attractive first of all that is sexist and Come I, on. I didn't it's say the it truth. So, okay yeah but <laughs> i have yet to see i post about it thanks no? you never know if you're serious or not though. i'm not i'm sorry but i yeah and people think that because i enjoy like, oh, you love true crime documentaries. It's like, I love a certain niche of them. And that does not mean that I love you're the fa- You're case. not fascinated by like serial yeah, killers. Yeah, it's, you know. Well, I mean, I kind of thought that even. That's why I had the question. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. also because it's something I feel like I could bond over people with. Uh-huh. There's a, you know, Wesley Hill. Yeah. Uh, I had him on the podcast. And one of the things that kind of sparked my friendship even further with him was when he talked about serial killers and horror movies and things Uh like that on, uh, are we okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, Oh fucking geez, this person like, and then I would talk about it and then more people would talk to me about it type of thing. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, everyone has like a favorite serial killer. Just like they have like a favorite movie star. Like it's totally normal. Right. Everything. Yeah. So excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say that I don't have one. I don't have one. I'll say that there's a documentary called the jinx that I pushed on everyone for like two years after we watched it. Um, and I got really hooked on that because the documentary played a part in solving the case. And I loved that. And the main subject of it, the guy who did everything, you get weirdly attached to him where it's like, he's a total weird creep guy but there's something like a little endearing about him and i find that fascinating in a way you've told me about the jinx before i've told everyone about the jinx i have a shirt for the jinx like i'm yeah oh jesus yeah um it's which is on the shirt is what solved the mystery oh well no spoilers i'm gonna write this down Uh, yeah because i can't i can't recall if we talked about it last time you were here Uh, it's very possible so but yeah but it's ringing a distant bell Mm -hmm. It's ringing a Kristen bell here. Um, but uh, yeah, that's every documentary I've loved is just as much because of the film, if not the case. Okay. You know, so. Okay. I don't even know if I can name that many serial killers. I can name a couple, just the big ones. Yeah, same. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you really a lot about them. I guess when I say that, when I ask people that kind of question, mm-hmm. what I, I think the what I really am trying to find out is what fascinates you the most about them type of thing yeah because i know there's some serial killers where i'm like oh i I mean there's a lot of people that have killed people what makes you special type of thing Uh (laughs) and it's just like oh your number's bigger or what oh it's like the nickname the nickname's a big one or you know the little thing they had yeah like i dressed up as a clown yeah you you know yeah whatever that was a john wayne casey you know about so (laughs) right I, yeah, not huge into that. I will say this isn't related to serial killers. There are certain things, I hope that you do this so I don't sound like a weirdo, that I will go back to regularly on like Wikipedia and reread about that are just weird things. Fuck yes. That I just 
like keep hoping, I guess, that they update it with new information. Just something, <laughs> I something. But I there's need kind to of like nowhere more. else to go, and I just uh, kind of go I back to those things. I love going back to Wikipedia articles like that. Yeah, there's weird little things like that. that it's I'll like a, it's like a good movie. You're like, I gotta go watch it again. I gotta go look at it again. I yeah. gotta go see it again. The Twilight that. Zone movie disaster. Yeah, that's one. I've the helicopter and everything. I've uh-huh. read about the that. entire yeah. the case following it, mm. like. The fact that that even managed to happen, the so original ending of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I don't know that one. They, um, I'm not even like a fan really of the movie or yeah. the musical or anything. Wow. I, I've seen the movie. We went and Sacrilege. saw it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they made the film and they filmed an entire like 30 minute ending to it, wow. spent millions on it. Yeah. And it, was so poorly received by test audiences because both of the main characters died and it didn't have a happy ending. And so they scrapped it and reshot a new ending. And so this old ending is just like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's floating around and yeah. no one's seen it. And there's like different versions of it floating. That fascinates me. Um, the, um, the Max Headroom TV right? satellite thing. Dude, <laughs> like that, I need to fucking know. Do you guys have any, to forget the fucking making of a murderer. I need to know if there's updates that, on this, God damn it. That thing, like, yeah, things like that, I just want like some kind of weird answer. And I remember reading about that and bringing up to Chris, I'm like, do you know about these? Like, oh yeah, and it's like this, is, you know, finding out there's some mutual yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia reading happening. Yo. But, um, yeah, just little weird things like that. I'll go back to every once in a while. The Michael Jackson case, all of them. Did you watch that documentary that I everyone did. talked about? Yeah. Oh, I think it was you guys mm-hmm. told us not to watch it. No, we would have told you to watch Fuck, it. Fuck, who was it? <laughs> Damn. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm. Just, I just want to watch it because I know it's gonna have a banger soundtrack. That's the shitty thing about. That's the only. How, my, how the would they get the rights to Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson documentary yeah. that doesn't have a great soundtrack? Is, Why would they release the rights to someone trying to talk about how horrible he is? No, beat it. Beat it is not appropriate for this documentary at all. Uh, the Michael Jackson thing fascinates me on several levels. The one that I have this internal commentary about that I feel like I've thought about posting about it but i just can't i'll say it on here because yeah because uh, only fringe people are listening to like, <laughs> they're gonna have to click like 50 minutes in anyway is that we're living in a time where the me too movement is so prevalent we're willing to just cancel mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it yeah. anyone at the drop of an allegation yeah believe everyone like don't watch their movies mm-hmm. don't support them michael jackson has had huge cases not just somebody coming out and saying something but actual court cases with documentation interviews Mm -hmm. everything against him and i'll go into target i'll be at a wedding i'll be on the radio (laughs) and you hear michael jackson constantly we still have no issue with listening to michael jackson i understand i don't give a shit either way (laughs) i i'm not into i still watch woody allen movies i'll still watch any comedian actor whatever i'm fine separating those things but we're all still okay with this is it because we just can't let go of michael jackson music is it because it's men and boys making the allegations and we oh. don't take them as seriously as women. I didn't even consider that. Why are we still that? okay with it? That's, I just went against my own ethics here. I didn't even <laughs> consider that. I think 
that's part of it. I think that might be part of it. I think you, you got that's a big point to make, and I think that is a very valid the, statement. The Finding Never or Leaving Neverland, uh, Finding Neverland, different <laughs> different film, it came out, and immediately everyone's so quick to be like that they're lying. That didn't happen. This tells us this didn't happen. This is the well, BuzzFeed list of thirty reasons why it didn't happen. Well, you know why? Men why? lie. Ha. Yeah, that's why women lie. No. Women are no. master manipulators. I think that we're all on the same playing field. And yeah. I think that there's something happening where these men who, whether you believe them or not, they're clearly traumatized. Like, and I, I think need to that watch it's this like, fucking thing. Why aren't you taking this? Why are you still okay listening to Michael Jackson? And everyone else will just immediately drop, will never talk about again. But everyone's still totally okay with this. Well, the alternative, you have to go to the argument through the back door. That may be a horrible choice of words. Um, Let me rephrase that. I'm not trying to be funny. Um, I think you need to unravel it the Uh other way and think, who do you not, uh, who's craft or career or art do you now not consume because of something you found out about them? No one's there. Exactly. Right. The, it's such a basis of who's consuming it because yeah, I, the people that I know that are canceling and not doing things and not watching anything. Right. will do that about any, they'll find reasons to not enjoy something or sure. to not appreciate something. Yeah. And what that says about them, I don't know necessarily. Yeah. I, I could just surmise so many, uh, I just have assumptions. Yeah. But, I can't think of something to where I don't watch or enjoy or listen to or read their product mm-hmm. because I found out something badly they've done. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't think of it. Like you'd have to be, people even read Mein Kampf. Right. Which is like a horrible book. Sure. You know, bunch of propaganda. It's fucking awful, but people will still read Hitler's book. It's still on Amazon. Right. Like where people draw lines is depending solely on them. Sure. And I wouldn't read Mein Kampf because who needs, who needs to be subjected (laughs) to that shit anyways. But I will watch, I'll listen to a Michael Jackson record. Yeah. I love his music. You know, I still want, you know what the, the fucking shitty thing is? I can't watch a goddamn movie without seeing Harvey Weinstein's name in the credit at right, some points. Yeah. He's on everything. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. like that's someone that I, if he had something specific, like, like films he made, like yeah. Woody Allen films, like, like if he had his own films that were, Oh, this is a Harvey Weinstein screenplay. Sure. Like he wrote this, he directed this. I would not watch those. I'd be like, yuck, I'm not doing that. But he's on every Tarantino he's movie. Funding everything. He's funding yeah. every great movie. I will watch those. I will enjoy those and just be like, oh, gross his name. And like, he, he's got to be Bill Cosby. <laughs> I was listening to Bill Cosby jokes recently. Uh-huh. I was like, I have to know how funny this fucker really was because everyone yeah. loved him. Everyone uh-huh. loved yeah. him. And I got really disturbed by what I was hearing uh-huh. because, because you were hearing it through that lens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I was hearing it and I'm like, there's a darkness to what he's saying 
and no one knows. Right. Yeah. La- I'm hearing them laugh on this track. Uh-huh. They have no idea. He was talking about how he, uh, it was a joke about how he wants to watch Gunsmoke and his daughter walks up and wants to watch Foofy the dog or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, it, you know, and he's like being kind of like, you know, a grumpy old man. Uh-huh. And usually it'd be like, oh yeah, who isn't a fucking grumpy old man and wants <laughs> to, you know, watch this show and fuck these little kids. But I'm hearing it and I'm like, this guy, it's the evil coming out and this right. little grump grump voice. It's the, I fucking need the darkness to come out because I have to put this facade on for all the times I'm raping people. Fucking turns out to be like the biggest monster. Right. That's so fucking crazy. But that joke was still funny. Yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. It's such yeah. a, and it's just like, where do I draw? You know, I'm not good. I don't really care for that style of humor anyways. It's too clean, but <laughs> like, where do you, like, yeah. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know where I draw the line of like, yeah. oh, I can't like, I think that enjoy something. People are. Thanks for letting me just like <laughs> shart out of my mouth for 10 <laughs> minutes. There was like three times when I was like, please say something. I'm going nowhere with this. Well, I think that what happens is that it's it's being uh, kind of drilled into everyone that you're a good person if you get on the bandwagon and boycott the person or the thing and that maybe there's a lot of things that people aren't invested in or weren't in the first place. And so it's easy for them to be like, yeah, I'll never go see a blank movie again mm-hmm. because they weren't going to anyway. Yeah. But then I think but, the but true now test they is have when it's, status because they say, right, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to do They're this thing. They're not doing it themselves. Yeah. They didn't make a decision to themselves like, oh, I'm just never going to do that. They posted about it. They told people about yeah. it. They told other people that they need to do it. But then what's going to happen when it's their very favorite thing? Yeah. I, I don't like, know any Louis C.K. fans that stopped enjoying Louis C.K. Right. It's all the people who that didn't. weren't watching him anyway. And they're like, I knew he was gross. And it's like, you just didn't like him anyways. Fuck off. That's stupid. Stop subjugating me to your fucking agenda. I think that it's a, it's a weird line. And I think that this entire movement, while whatever intentions are grounded in it, that it's going to reach a breaking point where there's nothing left. Because it, it, the it's, amount it's, of things that we're taking from people, what they've said or what anything, that it's like you're just not going to have that many things left to it, watch anymore. It, like. it, it sucks because it's like when everyone is being called a Nazi or everyone's being called racist for right. saying things. Um, it, what are you going to do when we find real Nazis and real racists when you've beaten the subject to death? It doesn't have any... Uh, like oomph to it there's no it's a powerful word that should be used for in a powerful way and now it's just been uh um, right yeah it's just a regular insult fact is, yeah ah, what's the word i'm looking for i can't think of the word but it's just yeah, yeah. run of the mill yeah and so i think that there's very legitimate cases allegations the run the gamut. I absolutely think that there are ones that are true. And I think there are people that don't either deserve to not have a court case over it or mm-hmm. they deserve to be in prison. I absolutely think that, but I think that there's a huge imbalance of how people react to everything that we're not either giving people due process like they deserve mm-hmm. or that we're giving other people leeway because you know, they're not that bad of a person. They didn't do it. And that it's completely imbalanced. And I mean, it mostly lands on men. 
mm-hmm. that they're the ones that are paying the price for it. That just well, because they're I, a man, but I that will it lands say this. Them. I'm not watching any Amber Heard movies anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah. Name three. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman, <laughs> Rum Diary, and Aquaman 2. <laughs> Like, I, I, I can't, I can't tell you how fucking irritated I get with myself when I'm watching a movie and I'm like, dang, she's hot. And I'm like, who is that? I'm like, oh fuck, it's Amber Heard. Damn it. Oh, I'm a traitor. And I like, I, I, I give myself three lashes and I'm like, you're a fucking bad person. And it's just like, oh, people do that too. When they enjoy things and they're like, oh, this is a good song. What is this? It's Michael Jackson. That's who you fucking traitor. Like, I bet that happens to people all of the time. Because it happens to me, and I have a very, <laughs> very limited amount of like, no, I'm not going to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. How'd we get on that? Can we just have lighthearted talks, Allie? Jeez. <laughs> uh, we were talking about doodles and Goodfellas and movies. What happened? Adam Sandler. It started with Adam Sandler, uh-huh. and now yeah. uh, that conversation, we could keep that conversation going for a while. Um, I'm not going to. We're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble. I'm going to say something <laughs> stupid and then you're going to be associated I'm with already me like stu- rewinding stupid. in my head being like, oh, okay, how bad, <laughs> right. how bad does that sound? But yeah. you know, what are you going to do? I've only had one podcast where I've ever had to go back and remove something. Really? Yeah. Okay. How bad was it? Not bad at all. Oh, it was just, um, yeah. I can't, I can't repeat it now, but yeah. <laughs> it okay. was taken off. I'll tell you after it, it wasn't, okay, it wasn't bad at all. It was just like someone was like, ah, maybe that wasn't the most respectful thing to have said. I, I want that out of there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fair. Like yeah. I don't, yeah. shouldn't have fucking said it, but okay. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, oof. if you were a color, what color would you be? Really? Yeah. It was like, it was, it was just a question I thought of uh, the other hmm. week. like what, 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 like what energy do you think you, give people like on the color palette you give me a color um i'm I'm really trying to to make this like be like fun and lighthearted. but so people that are thinking of this and like some like weird ethnic thing please stop being gross um well because i said that and i was like oh i'm not trying to get people to verbally blackface right here is what i'm saying (laughs) okay um i don't know like sometimes i feel like i give a really like dark blue energy mm-hmm. and then sometimes i'm like oh i'm the stupidest orange color you could have <laughs> ever thought of like the like sunny d of dumb right now color that's how i feel sometimes and sometimes i'm talking to someone and i'm like i just shifted into olive green intellectual <laughs> you know what color? if this was if this was your are we okay podcast the title would be the sunny d of dumb sunny d of dumb yeah. <laughs> Well, I do that too. I all pick, I pick uh, phrases that the guest has yeah, and I put them in there. I've seen you do that. Yeah, I know where you came from. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know what? Um, that's one of those influences that I didn't even didn't even realize I was taking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's definitely <laughs> where that came from, isn't it? Because I like the way you did it, but I, it's just it's good. Like when you watch a movie and they say the title, and you're like, <laughs> love that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, if the movie says the title, yeah, um, it's instantly like a dumber movie to me. It's instantly like, uh huh. I guess I am Casper the Ghost. <laughs> wow, this really is Avengers: Age of Ultron. If they said that, I was just fucking stupid. I am Iron Man. At the end, really, I watched the whole movie, and then he said, "I am Iron Man." Fuck. 
Damn it. Uh, Those are the only movies I can think of. I, Real, I, you have your stack of VHSs. That's where I. What you, you say? Casper, Casper. That's perfect. I know. That was so good, though. <laughs> I didn't even expect that. It was painful to Ugh. imagine that happening. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a pink. I don't know. Pink? I, I can see the change in colors, though. What do you. Well, yeah, because I think people, you know, they, as their moods change, we're mm-hmm. like human mood rings, and I think we kind of give off the kind of energy, and you can kind of yeah. colorize those in your head. I feel bad for colorblind people. They have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, do you need some more water? I'm doing okay. You doing okay? Yeah. All right. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, think you're like a, a. Give a pink vibe off? Maybe. Okay. I'm going to think about that later and be like, that was stupid. I should have said stupid. this. Who, yeah. who likes pink? What am I? <laughs> legally blonde. Okay. That was yeah. a horrible question. I'm never asking anyone that it question It was really again. unexpected. I'll say that I, I didn't. I like that. Yeah. I didn't I like see that. that coming from you. What do you do to feel normal when you're uh, during this fucking era? Because like I have to do something that I usually do. Like, uh-huh. I haven't gone to Taco Bell in over a month Good and that's you. very bizarre for me. Yeah. And like just, I got in my car the other night to mm-hmm. go and it felt exactly like how I used to go get in my car yeah. and go to Taco Bell before work. And it was like, Oh my God, I remember what real <laughs> life felt like. It felt like oh, we've all been under a spell. Yeah. And then for a moment I got like broken of the spell and I was right. like, Oh shit, guys don't, don't drink that. It's Kool-Aid. Don't do it. Like, like I was trapped and oh man, did that fucking hurt to like yeah. walk out of that to like not feel normal anymore. Right. And the new normal, <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I even have routines that I had a month ago that I don't now yeah. that I miss. I'm like, fuck, everything's changing. Yeah. Everything. What do you do to feel normal? I'll say that when we have breakfast and dinner, really? it feels normal. Yeah. Meal because times. that's usually what we... We still do what we normally did. I mean, to, you know, a yeah. certain extent. Um, and in that time, I forget that anything else is going on. It's when it requires going out in any way, whether it's going to a place or just, yeah, you know, whatever. You can't, you can't go for a walk anymore casually. The, I, well, can you? Uh, okay, Would I'll you? say we live, we live near a very popular walking area. Yeah. So we see a lot of people. So maybe I guess if you live in a regular neighborhood, it's not the same, but well, um, I, I live in close quarters with a lot of people. So like, right. Yeah. I'm already trying to avoid neighbors. Sure. Anyways. Yeah. Cause I'm like, all of you are loud and you all smell and no one's neighborly. This is horrible. <laughs> you know? And some of you cook amazing food and then, uh, no, and then other people don't cook at all. I can tell it's sad. You just smell the garlic wafting through the air yeah just like beautiful spices and i'm like why can't you be as nice as the (laughs) the smell is right now right (laughs) okay yeah i'll say that during that time feeling pretty pretty good about things but uh i don't know what else i mean i hope that's adequate it's I just I was just curious yeah. like I'm genuinely curious what people like to do to feel normal during yeah. these times because I am cool with sitting on the couch watching shit mm-hmm. and I don't feel productive and I'm right. like oh that's pretty normal being lazy <laughs> not doing anything that's good I feel normal like and it's like oh shit that sucks like yeah. I do something toxic to feel normal fuck me really that's horrible I have I'm getting like new little like quirks where I'm like I have to have a box of pop tarts in my house <laughs> otherwise like ugh, clearly the world's going to shit if I can't get pop tarts ah. so I do you f- toast your pop tarts 
Never. Okay. Um, I did once. I did with one uh-huh. w- pair of Pop-Tarts I did. Okay. Yeah. You know what I used to do? I used to put butter on toasted Pop-Tarts. Huh. I only have the brown sugar cinnamon ones. I don't fuck okay. with any other ones. All right. My, my dad did that as a kid. We were watching Red Dawn. He's like, here, uh, prepare this, for this. Was the- Red Dawn really this big of a part of your life? Absolutely. Okay, this wow. was like Red Dawn. It was like him showing me. Well, also, I, I think that's just part of the memory was uh-huh. having toasted Pop-Tarts with butter on them on this coffee table okay. in front of this big screen where Red Dawn was viewed in his apartment where I did not live. Yeah. So it was like very vivid. Sure. So I definitely connect those two. Yeah. Which is probably why I have 48 Pop-Tarts. And I'm like, I'm clearly prepared for more, Dad. <laughs> Fuck. I just realized I think my... You know how you have a dream and it makes sense to do something in the dream and you wake up and you're like, why? what kind of wires got crossed there that I had to go get the snake out of the cobwebs to make my grandma safe. That made no sense. That made no fucking sense. But in your dream, you're like, I'm saving her. Right. Yeah. uh, What? That's what the fucking pop tarts are now. Damn it. I just realized this is really therapy for me. I might not even, (laughs) I might not even release this episode. This is just uh, to make me feel better about my dreams. Clearly. (laughs) I hope that you just cut out all of these and it just starts off with like, haha, Adam Sandler. And then immediately, what color do you think you are? Okay, <laughs> bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Patreon for the real shit. <laughs> Swipe up to hear unreleased two hours oh and 45 minutes. Of Cosby allegations. <laughs> why Michael Jackson isn't really that bad of a guy. <laughs> and why I have pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I need you to the bathroom. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, go for it. We're back. Okay. Just like that. Nice and seamless. Perfect. I'm actually trying to put a uh, cash app uh, plea in between in, oh, in a commercial. Like give Dallas money. Yeah, but oh. also that feels kind of gross. So you're like, yeah, it does. You're right. Like, hey, give me money for this. Hey, this thing I gave to you. Now pay for it. I'm going to guilt you into paying me money for it. I'm just trying to find a way to like earn money off this somehow. That'd oh, yeah. Cool. Just to like have like to make a uh, profit from something you really like to do. Oh, tell me about it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's why people have a hard time finding jobs they like because yeah they don't just make jobs for things you like to do that you, you can make the get job that yourself. easily. You got to make the job yourself. Yeah. We talked about that last time. It was so fantastic. Yeah. I'm not going to re- <laughs> retread old waters here, but okay. Um, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. What do you think you would be doing if you weren't uh, a wonderful photographer? Um, you know, I originally set out to be a film director. So maybe in some universe I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Love the idea of being a movie critic. <laughs> really? I, that's like, a I was just weird talking shit about job. you like an hour ago. It, it is a, it's, <laughs> it's a weird, like, I don't know why. Mm, I don't know. I, it would be very enjoyable to me. Because you get to watch movies. Because and when them? I'm watching a film anyway, I'm making like weird little notes in my head and have this commentary going. Yeah, so just to same. be able to like <laughs> make that a whole thing. 
do mm-hmm. something I love doing in my free time and just like, here's my opinion. And that's all you get from me. <laughs> There's something I like that. Can you hear that? What do you hear? The It sounds like the noise they made at the mic. Really? Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I fixed it. This shoe's fine. I heard it. Maybe no one else heard it. It's fine. We're back. Just okay. relax, people, yep. for fuck's sake. <laughs> she was talking to this wonderful... So you'd give your opinion and people about movies and yeah. people would consume that and you would get paid to do that. Yeah, I don't even like the idea of them consuming it. I just like the idea of getting to write it and that's my job. That I could found a career on that. Would you ever be afraid of hurting someone's feelings? Um, you know, I think no right now, but probably... You know, if I was in that position, I, I can see myself getting that way. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. I wanted to be a zoologist when I was a kid. That was like my number one thing I wanted to do. But, uh, yeah, didn't. Do you have a favorite animal? Uh, I have a lot of favorite animals. Okay. I'm a wh- huge, what animal yeah. do you not care if it goes extinct? <laughs> if you could make um, any animal extinct, what would it be? Are we are we talking like mammals or do like insects count? Because let's do both. Because um, okay. fuck murder hornets. Apparently, <laughs> I'll say um, people are gonna get mad. I don't care. This is the bad etiquette podcast. <laughs> this is where people get mad. You know what happens? They get mad and they don't tell me because they already know when they bought the fucking ticket that they're gonna take the ride. Just piss them off. Okay. I'll say I I understand that every creature has a place in our ecosystem that you take something out, you mess with things. I understand the purpose of bees, <laughs> but bees and wasps, the nests that they make are the most disgusting. <laughs> thing i cannot look at pictures of them there's a wasp nest in our uh like carport where we live and i won't look at it i won't acknowledge it um it absolutely just disturbs me to the deepest part of myself and i'll even like anything that is a has holes in it okay is Is that why that whole thing i relate to strongly <laughs> um but uh yeah so just for my own never risking having to look at that again would take those out um i don't know damn i, I, I did not expect that at all wasps i've taken wasp nests out of things oh. and gotten attacked by them i don't give a yeah, fuck horrible. what happens to wasps they can die but bees like cute little honey bees that make honey and like make like our that's food supply that's the thing is that bees that's on crazy. their own i'm not afraid of bees i've never been stung which is maybe part of it must be nice <laughs> damn but i i don't mind them if they fly by i'm not i won't mm-hmm. you know doesn't bother me but they're seeing hives my parents had a tree in their backyard that got yeah. infest with bees and just seeing bees piled on other bees awful so you can't watch candy man i have not seen that okay but well there's a remake coming out and it's gonna have bees in it don't watch it okay but it's a jordan peele movie so oh if you don't we're gonna is judge that the you thing that people are saying that the monster is like the scariest thing they've ever seen i saw some movie that he did that is coming out and that the trailer showed a monster that it was like talking about how it's the most horrifying monster you've ever seen. Is that this thing? I, is this something else? I, I don't think I've heard that. I don't know. Okay. 
I saw it yesterday. I'll, I'll look it up later and see if I'm thinking of the right movie. Oh, I can write it down. That's so weird. And is Jordan Peele? I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Yeah. I mean, w- what movies scared you the most? <laughs> okay, so um, I had never seen The Exorcist, mm-hmm. and... I went into it kind of like coronavirus. <laughs> you guys are overreacting. Yeah. Oh, I, shit. I'm out of toilet paper and there's shit uh, everywhere. Where I was just very confident that this was an older horror movie that everyone's making a big deal out of. And so uh, this is before we lived together. I went over to Chris's house and we watched it. And the face that like pops yeah. out, that ruined me <laughs> that was so terrifying all the other stuff like her head spinning around like that i don't that's care. not scary the face popping out yeah i still just uh, yeah that was horrifying and that was a lesson and now that even comes up sometimes we're like we're gonna watch a thing that's like scary or gross and i'm like oh, i'll be fine and chris is like you remember the exorcist yeah, like how you really? went into that it's like yeah i do um but yeah i've I used to not get scared by horror movies. Yeah. That was a horrible time in my life because now I get scared by horror movies and it is awesome. It is amazing. <laughs> it is so good. I used to be like a stubborn kid where I was like, I don't know. I see worse violence in my house than these oh. fucking type of thing. You know, like I'm tough. I don't need this. And it would absolutely just go by me unfazed. And I was yeah. like, that was cool. They ripped her face off. But now like a movie can scare me really well. And I love going to the movie theater and getting scared. And I just, I just succumb to it. I just let myself get taken over by the movie. Yeah. I let it fucking scare me. I let, I get, I buy in every time I can. <laughs> it is the best. There's nothing better than that. The exorcist is scary for that face. There's so many different moments that are subliminal in there mm-hmm. that you can only see in like different versions. There's a theatrical release. Oh, okay. There's a director's cut. And I, I don't remember which one, mm-hmm. but there's the the shape of a face in, okay. in the shadow All right, one time. Yeah. And that noticing that, watching that by yourself in the dark is fucking terrifying. Yeah. That movie scares the shit out of me when when in the right setting. I right, love yeah. that movie. Yeah. It, I, I have to be careful to not watch it too often because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I got to let it build up yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, it's, we'll kind of go through phases where I think it's mostly around like Halloween where we'll go through a phase of just, we'll watch a lot of horror movies mm-hmm. and my favorites at this point, because I didn't really watch any growing up. Yeah. Um, I love 90s like teen horror movies. I think oh. those are my absolute favorite. How come you think because like you grew up in the 90s? I think that there's just like a balance between like just the campiness of like we're friends going on a road trip. What mm-hmm. could go wrong? And mm-hmm. then like all the things happening. Maybe it feels a little safe in that regard. It's okay. usually, you know, e- whether it's actually funny or not, you yeah. know, there's, you there's know, a- elements of humor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things that, yeah, we went through a phase a couple of years ago. We watched like three of the final destination movies in a mm-hmm. row. I had never Ugh. seen any of those. The, that, that's one of those, one of the, that's a strange franchise. I can't, it is. I can't <laughs> enjoy those. Those fuck me up. It, for a while after watching them, just every situation, I was like, that's the next that's thing to happen. That's going to kill me yeah. like that. I still to this day, I'm pretty sure like if the right thing above me is sharp enough, I'm dead. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, there's the, yeah, I still think about several scenes from those movies that. The second one traumatized me. I couldn't tell you what happened in each separate one. If you That's tell me okay. a thing that happened, That's I'd remember okay. the thing. The, there, but There's a scene in the second Final Destination uh-huh. that traumatized me as a kid. What, what happened? It's when the teenager gets killed. When they're walking out of the building uh-huh. and then the big glass. The gla- yeah, and that, he's just like obliterated. He just gets smushed. Yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, but kids don't die in movies. Oh. I was like, but ki-, you know, like yeah. in my head, I'm like, I didn't th- see that coming. Yeah, and it was then, shocking. And then they killed the thing that I could relate to closest in this movie. Uh-huh. It was terrifying. That yeah. fucks me up. I still haven't seen it since because of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, was like, I no, don't blame you. I was like, mm, ouch. Yeah. You know, the rest of the scenes, I'm like, oh yeah, crazy. You're going to watch people die in elaborate ways and <laughs> the fucking, the blood stains and the, the handprints and the tea kettle going on. And I'm just like, oh, wow, this is crazy. This is cool. And oh, that's a trip. Those movies are good. He gets, he gets everyone off the plane. And then yeah. everyone's like, you asshole, mm-hmm. you're fucking crazy. And then, and then the fucking glass breaks in the airport and you see the plane blown up in the distance. Holy shit. Ah, uh, that's a great scene. Devin Sawa. That's who it was, right? Devin Solomon. Chris is going to listen to me like, yes or no. Yeah. Someone's, right scr- Chris always someone's screaming right now. Like, you moron. That was <laughs> definitely not Devin Solomon. Might've been him. But uh, yeah, I will say too that Chris makes any movie or TV watching experience funny in some way. So it relieves oh, yeah. some of the pressure that he'll make me laugh even oh. if what's happening isn't oh. funny. And so that helps. I would never watch a horror movie just by myself. Like, let's see what this is about. Yeah. So it, it's like definitely the experience of like, we're going to like turn out the lights and eat dinner and watch this thing. It's and def- I'm. It's definitely something yeah. masochistic about someone who just sits down and is like, I'm going to watch a horror movie. <laughs> I feel like you would do that. Do you not do that? I do that all the time. Okay. So <laughs> what I, what I do, what I used to do constantly uh-huh. is I'd fall asleep to a horror movie. Why? I don't know. I think this is going to sound so horrible. I think just the idea of like real life's fine. I'm in bed. I'm going to sleep. It's so much worse on screen. It makes I you know feel I'm better. Co- yeah. Where I'm like, uh-huh. cool. I'm cozy. Like I'm safe. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go somewhere safe. It's almost like going to sleep uh-huh. when stuff's happening is waking up from a nightmare. Just backwards. Wow. To me. Okay. And I don't know, there's something also where I was just like, oh, cool. Like this is an escape from what's actually bad. Jeez. It, right. Yeah. That's like in my head. I was just like, mm, this is, and I think maybe there is a part of like escapism to watching movies like that too. As a kid where I was like, at least it's not this bad, you know, <laughs> like, oh, things are, they, it, you okay, it gave, buddy? Me, gave me perspective. <laughs> no, this is my therapy. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think it just gave me like a different perspective on like, oh, I'm, Things aren't so bad, are they? Glass isn't falling on me. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna be okay. But what? And then what it transitioned to is a uh, really violent movies. Uh huh. Like for some reason, like the the chaos going on on the outside made me sleep better. I don't know. I, yeah. I forget. I forget what it was. Something about the dynamic of me not experiencing it, or but be, it being there, right? Like made me sleep soundly. Ah. Uh. Like. Yeah. I would only go to sleep to like something comfortably, comfortably violent. <laughs> Gangster movies, especially type yeah. of thing. Horror movies, especially. I don't know. But um, 
The Exorcist is one of those movies where I've fallen asleep and then woken up to and went, why the fuck oh, did I do yeah, this? That was I dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. But some that. some movies are perfect for that for me. I don't know. How do we oh oh oh, oh going to sleep. Okay, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would fall I'd watch a horror movie by myself type of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, I, the, Chris making light of things or yeah. like making them funnier and enjoyable uh-huh. for you. If it if it was a movie I haven't seen and someone was doing something like that, uh-huh. I would scold them. I would be so <laughs> oh, come on. infuriated. What if, if it's someone, funny though? What if I, you're actually I love, laughing? This is this is when I'm when funny is out the window and I don't <laughs> yeah. have to be funny. I don't have to worry about funny. Yeah. I love uh, lending myself to the viewing experience. If I was watching something with Kylie and I knew this is an important scene or it was going to be uh-huh. terrify her, it would be the biggest crime to rob her from that experience to me. To me, I'd be like, there's no way. Well, I, I mean, but like, what, the, what? I think you're picturing something jumping out and him being like, no, oh, no, no, like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not at all. Okay. I'm not at all. Not at all. I said not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I, it's like, if there was a moment in a, a movie that was really uncomfortable uh-huh. and now the person feels comfortable because I made the scene seemed like not so big of a deal, then they didn't get the point of the scene. They didn't get the feeling of the scene. Uh-huh. Like if we were in the movies and we were watching it chapter two again, and you're watch, watching a gay man get beaten to death in the beginning of the movie. Um, spoiler alert. The book came out 30 years ago, bitch, <laughs> uh, 35 years ago. I, and if we were like, if I was like, hmm, that's not the kind of, I, if I made some dumb joke, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, and it ruined like the moment and she was like, oh, haha, it's fine. Then then that scene was for nothing. Then you don't feel the pain of like, this was a hate crime and then this person's gone type of thing. I like, think you're putting I'm this so... to scale for like s- real films and not just like a Funny. throwaway horror movie. That, but for the first time viewing, uh-huh. Yeah, I, there's no way. There's no way. I'd be like, no, just let, like, I'm like, not no going to matter make the what joke. it is. I don't know. Maybe I'm lying. I think you are. I think I, you're putting a lot of weight on this that is. I'm just there. thinking, like, if I was showing you a horror movie, uh-huh. the last thing I'd do would be to try and. I think make you have to understand you... that there's already an open dialogue. This isn't okay. like I, I know, I know, sitting I know, and I know. watching. Okay, okay. I think, I think you. If, but if I was sitting, sitting and watching a movie with someone. Uh huh. I need to let them kind of lose themselves in the movie themselves. Wow. And I would hate to pull them out of it type of thing. So do you talk during movies at all when you watch them with Kylie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like sometimes it warrants talking or warrants a response. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's so natural because we're both doing it. Yeah. Especially uh, like a good example, like the Chris Farley documentary. Uh-huh. Like we, we have to be taught like, oh my God, that's so sad. Or like, oh right. shit. Or like, yeah. Oh wow, he was so funny. You know, he's definitely saying things. Not yeah. gonna like develop something. I don't know. Yeah, we're we're constantly open dialoguing during the watch. That's good. So this isn't just like watching a scene. There's a joke. We're already mm-hmm. talking throughout the thing. Okay. Because uh, yeah, that's. I mean, no matter what it is. I'm so um, careful of what uh-huh. I watch that like I don't watch things that I'm ignoring. I don't like to watch things that I can not, I don't know. Like I've tried to be very, uh, oh, what's the word? An asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be very, uh, in, have an intent when I'm watching something. 
Uh-huh. Or I'm like, I'm not going to watch The Sopranos tonight because I know I'm not going to give it my full attention. Uh-huh. Like if, I, if I'm watching something, I want to give it like my full attention type of thing. Uh-huh. But I mean, we know that's not true because I go to your house and watch movies and make jokes with you too. Yeah. So I don't know. You yeah. Know, but you know where I'm coming from, right? You're just not, you're not stopping me. So I'm just shitting out of my <gasps> I mouth think, some I more. think that you're putting a lot of meaning onto things that don't need it. Like for Excuse example, for you came deep. over and watched Titanic with us. Oh yeah. And like the guy that you thought was computer animated on the deck of the ship that was walking funny. Do yeah. you remember this? Yeah. That's just like, you said something. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's there funny. are people in the room that hadn't seen it. Oh, Kylie. Yeah. Oh yeah. We knew what we were doing. And you're just like, Meh. yeah, that's true. And we laugh. Well, we, we criticized you. We, we knew what we were doing uh-huh. when we went there. Right. There, there was no, oh, Kylie's going to watch Titanic for the first time. I better not spoil the ending. <laughs> you know, there yeah. was none of that. Yeah. I think you just need to put that on like everything. No. Yeah. I think just relax. Yeah. I can't relax. If there's anything I can't do, it's relax. I, I wish I could fucking get a muscle relaxer every time someone told me to relax. It'd be fine. Yeah. I think mean, come over and watch some more movies. That's bit. something everyone's told me in my life. You need to relax. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that applies to everything, but I think we're talking about watching a horror movie. It's okay to take just, something seriously, yeah, Allie. Yeah, Maybe I, I can have my exceptions <laughs> like movies. <laughs> uh, you're right you're not yeah. wrong yeah but neither am i well I'm, i think i'm having more fun than you are i think <laughs> i think i will sacrifice the fun i'm having uh-huh. to make sure someone else is having fun well if you're both having fun gross <laughs> disgusting i think you just need to walk into the bubble of we're both having a great time oh i did last like, night when i got my fucking ass handed to me by my mom on wee bowling <laughs> That was great. That was like the most fun I've had with her in a while. That was cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's possible. Yeah. I do it. I am capable. Yeah. It's happened. There's there's certain, I guess, movie watching chemistries with people. Okay. Yeah. I think I think Chris knows it's my favorite thing to laugh. And I'll yeah. take that over pretty much anything. That's so. nice. That's good. Yeah. That's a very valuable... Um, trait i wish more people had that because some people can't take a joke yeah you gotta i made a horrible joke recently <laughs> i mean like a dark okay. stupid ignorant joke uh-huh. recently i'm not gonna tell it on here but, okay that's fine but part of me knows that i was like i gotta i gotta make the joke uh-huh i if there's tragedies or things happening in the news or anything like that like i immediately think of like what's the funniest joke i can make and sometimes i go dark yeah my fucking the only reason i originally got a twitter was so i could see anthony jeselnik's tweets after (laughs) mass shootings and things like that okay yeah and i was like oh because he's the dark comic he's gonna make uh the fucking dark jokes and i love that that's one of the, it was just one yeah. of those parts of uh, stand-up I like tapped yeah. into where I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> my shit. I need some of that shit right fucking there. And um, where, where's I going with this? I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, you made I, a really bad dark joke. No, it was, a, it was a good joke. But Okay. You can tell me after. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Fuck. Okay. 
there was a point to what I was saying. I think I was, I said I would sacrifice the good time uh-huh. to let someone, oh, so, so people just need to learn how to take a joke. Uh, I knew that yeah. there's, there's going to be some way someone's going to look at that and yeah. misconstrue it as me being something sure. not awesome or me, like someone's going to fucking hate me yeah. for it. And it's like, oh no, no, I'm just making jokes. Like you're still allowed to make jokes in light of things like jokes are important. Yeah. Even if it's dark. Yeah. Things like that. Say no, maybe. <laughs> Say no. Disagree with something. You're talking to someone who I think has way less <laughs> rules in that category than maybe other people. Yeah. I, I laugh at the the jokes after that's things good. happen and that's good. It just you know, what are you gonna do? I can't believe Kim Jong un's alive. You posted okay, I didn't find out about that it, until I saw you posting memes about it and then Googled like Kim Jong un dead like, you're like sick like Question oh this mark. is a thing like i got i had to I make had, sure it was like actually a thing i was happening. on the front lines of making jokes about it yeah no, i made so many jokes about it and he's alive great yeah. material wasted <laughs> wasted and some of them were so like situation specific of like, oh, he's brain dead and he's a vegetable and uh, his surgeon is... Right, yeah. <laughs> so I made two really good ones where I was like, oh, Kim Jong-un's brain dead. Ah, I already knew that yeah. when I saw his haircut. <laughs> uh, you know, and the other one was like, oh, I heard Kim Jong-un's surgeon's also head of their rocket program. Like, fucking... <laughs> just bam, ba bam, ba bam. Just like a little like... You were ones. ready for it. I was so ready. And I was like, oh, it hit me at the right time. And this fat fucker is alive. I mean, you didn't really think he was dead, did you? Part of me was like, I knew it. He's nowhere to be found. Did you <laughs> Did you see the headlines of like he did it to like find holes in his cabinet type of thing? Really? Yeah, he did it to see like who's uh, mm. loose lips. You okay. Know? That's interesting. Do you think they're dead now? A hundred percent. The surgeon that didn't actually kill him yeah. was killed in rumors immediately. Right, yeah. Like there's no way those people he found out aren't getting hung, drawn, and quartered in the empty square man. Although I wish I could go to North Korea and just like have like a little tour around the place. Yeah. Have you seen the architecture and like the art and the things they have there? It's pretty wild. It is. That's one amazing thing about communism is the fucking totalitarian government art and like yeah. architecture and shit. Holy hell. That's the, that's a weird flip of the coin of like, this is a horrible thing that yeah. has destroyed humanity time and time again. But we have these really cool statues. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the art. Yeah. It's like, there's like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Well, ask them. Be like, hey, is this statue worth it? <laughs> hey, look at this thing, man. I know you starved to death, but come on, look at it. Just the art and things made about it, like in those uh, crazy. I, I, Because you don't think when there's dictators and totalitarian governments and horrible living conditions yeah. and mass starvations that there's also some pretty fucking cool art, yeah. some pretty well engineered art, things like that. I don't know. I don't know. Dallas Bronson pro North Korea <laughs> I'm never listening again no, no. <laughs> I thought people would be listening to podcasts more uh-huh. because they're at home not right. at going to work and stuff yeah not true 
I my theory is that they're listening to it when they're at the gym, they're driving, they're yeah. at work, yeah. and then yeah, they're and not. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, yeah, that's when I would listen. Mm-hmm. Driving places, I'd yeah. be listening to a lot of podcasts when I'm at work. I'd be listening to podcasts. Sorry, yeah. boss. Um, <laughs> you know, just I don't listen to podcasts now. Right now, it's it's yeah. it's killing me, dude. I have to. That's when I. That's what I'll do to feel normal. Yeah. Is like oh now like this time of day is usually when I listen to fucking the Bill Burr podcast. I better right. put it on, you know. Like there's certain times, time frames where I'm yeah. like, this is this podcast time. This is how I feel normal. Sure. But now I don't have that routine, so I'm like, why would I listen to any of these things now? Yeah. They're out of context. That's gross. I'm just standing here with a fucking corn dog in my hand, <laughs> and I haven't showered in two days, and The Sopranos is never getting finished. I get scared of finishing shows. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Like, I yeah. like, I pump the brakes. Yeah. Like, second to last episode or second to last season yeah. is like, stop. You're going to fucking ruin all your fun. <laughs> and it's like, you know it's coming, too. Yeah. Binge watching is toxic. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. You said you do that, too? Oh, yeah. I feel that. And, I mean, I think it maybe depends on the show. There are some that I don't really get as invested in, but yeah, I've, I feel the same way with a book that it's like, yeah, I'll do this. You're just like milking the (laughs) last pages. Yeah. Isn't it horrible when you realize you read the best part of the book already? (laughs) Like this book, I'm going to finish the book and I'm going to miss the whole third part of the book, the whole fucking third court. I don't know. It happens to me with movies. Yeah. There's like parts you prefer. Does that make them better, you think? Because you have it on a spectrum and a scale. One part makes you appreciate the other part. You know, like poverty and wealth. Yeah, I could. Eh. I don't really see that within the same film, really. really? Yeah. Because like I love exposition in a film. Really? That's my favorite part of any film. That's the part that I, I mean, I can't throw out because you need it. <laughs> like my, my peeve through movies is when everyone's saying the other person's first name so like a married couple is in their kitchen and it's like travis why didn't you get tomatoes and he's like betty i'm sorry travis i'm always and they just keep repeating it's like i've never seen that in real life it doesn't happen i I know who you like i when i'm around kylie uh sometimes i hesitate when i say her name because i'm like isn't it weird yeah it's kind of like if she texts, <laughs> if she texts me and says my name to me, uh-huh. it's like it's on the top of the screen. Neither of us need it. Why'd you say that? Who's in trouble? What did I do? It's fucking awkward and it's out of place and it's not okay in movies. Yeah, that's weird. Hot take. And that's all in the exposition because they're trying to drill into us who these people are, and I don't remember anyway. So probably, I mean, if you ask me, the first and last names of my favorite movie characters. There's a good chance I don't know. Other than, you know, obviously if like Indiana Jones and things that are yeah. the title, but yeah, it's you know. Obvious. Yeah. So What you you don't like exposition? I don't dislike it, you but I think it, like it, it can be part. clunky. It can be I love clunky. well done exposition. It can mm-hmm. be done very well, but I think a lot of the time people take a, a clunkier route to it. Some people are just like shitty. They're like, I know how to to the the good parts are happening. They'll get there. Just let me fucking, I guess some people. I think that there are shows and movies that have taken the liberty of just starting and what feels like the middle of something. Mm -hmm. And they know that the audience is smart enough to catch up 
that it's like, oh, I don't need to see him drive into his work and walk into the building that says the name of the place. They just start and it's like, you'll get there. You you can't watch Clerks? (laughs) I haven't seen Clerks since I was 15 years old, but... um, You seem very broken up about that. No, I I have terrible allergies and I think I touched my eye earlier and such. Uh, You're also in the windiest city on the Central Coast. (laughs) Is this really? Because ours is pretty windy too. Uh, I think this beats it. But um, yeah, so I don't know. And I'm probably going to look back on saying that and be like, what was I thinking? That's I okay. love exposition. I, I, I look back on things. I'll say, I'll be like posting the podcast and be like, that was stupid. Why did I even <laughs> I didn't need to just have a hot take on something. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to liven up your own opinions because sometimes I'm not even because sometimes you don't even believe your own opinions. Sometimes I'll say something that I'm not even sure I believe anymore just to see if someone <laughs> will disagree with me. That sounds like a you thing. It does. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that was horrible. <laughs> Don't sound like me. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking. <sighs> Anyways. um, Well, listen. What, what did you, did you have something for me? I, I do you, have a thing for okay, you. Okay, 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 okay. And you can, Please. you can decide what you want to do with this. But I, I felt a little bad after our last episode because I feel like you were trying to get to know me and you maybe didn't want didn't get all the information as said earlier that I was a hard nut to crack yeah you are I don't, I, it's I, I don't so want difficult to be. you're I'm well, not I don't care to be, I don't care what you want so. lady I'm trying to figure you out <laughs> so I, I am I can be a little withdrawn so I made a list I really admire it because if there's anything <laughs> everyone could benefit from it's a little bit of privacy like self-instilled privacy. Some people are just so open. It's gross. They are. Just it, like, I, I, I didn't need to know that. Like, and I'll, I'll soak it up. Everyone's Facebook up. drama and Instagram stuff. I'll yeah. read all of it, but I'm not really contributing. So I made a list of uh, trivia, list? facts, Yes, things. yes. Be and indulgent, self-indulgent. There's stuff on here that I, people don't know. Oh, my God. There's other stuff that, you know. Why'd you Obviously. write it on an envelope? Were you going to mail that's, it? That's, to, what I, that's what I had. That's paper. what you had. Okay. I made a note on my phone and then I wrote it down so that you could physically look at a thing. That's so cool. we can talk about any of these things if you want. If you just want to talk about one of them, whatever. This is the same thing. Okay. So there you go. This is, oh, this is my guilt. You're to me to read. I would never let someone read something that Well, I mean, I, I filtered. Myself. There's stuff I'm leaving out. But this is what I felt was maybe fair to give you a... Uh. <laughs> wow! I, uh, the silence, folks, is me reading slowly. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I was doing a podcast. You hate whipped cream. I do. What the fuck is the matter with you? I never. I and I'll say this about myself, which I'm a little proud of. Every couple years, I'll just. Give it a try. I'll just have a lick of whipped cream just to be like, maybe my mind changed. No. Nope. Just retry. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Still. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. I got to read this again. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no way we're not talking about all of these all right. things. Uh, I'm going to go from seven up. <laughs> all right. Jesus. Um, you can lick your elbow. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go get my phone. I gotta take a picture. Of oh, this. don't see me gross. What? I'll do it so you can see it. Okay, don't do take it. a picture. Do it. I won't do it. Well, you have a long ass tongue. That's yeah, basically yeah. cheating. I don't think so. And I'm also flexible. I, I can just move my. I'm elbow. also flexible. That's something <laughs> skinny people say when they're not not trying to brag about being. Try, you skinny. try doing it. Okay, hold on. Uh, yeah, put your mic down. Yeah, I'll give commentary. Okay, he's lifting his elbow. Yeah, you just gotta yep, kind of shove your elbow towards your mouth, and yeah, you're you're doing a good try though. Yeah, I don't know if I can do both. Okay, I can. Yeah, but yeah. You also don't have a big ass muscles and a fucking little, giant yeah. jawline like me. Okay, uh, Jesus. <laughs> I guess I I know someone else who can lick their elbow too. I'll say it. It was upsetting all growing up. Whenever you had like a not Guinness Book of World Records, but something like that that yeah, had like little obscure facts. facts and that's on there. It's like, but I can do it. So. Yeah. That was really upsetting. Wow, what it a fucking what a charmed existence you lived. <laughs> I didn't have time I wasn't to worry about the to horror movies trivia. Yeah. trying to comfort myself. Jesus. <laughs> okay. When you were 17, <laughs> Uh, you simultaneously had a 4.0 and committed a misdemeanor and was caught. <laughs> I committed a misdemeanor today. What did you do? I'll preface it by a 4.0 saying, GPA, right? Not yeah. like I, when I read, 4, I'll say usually above 4.0. Hold on. Hold that on. That was me being nice. Yeah. That, you're hilarious. How dare you? <laughs> that, that was me being humble, but then I immediately <laughs> said not, not really. Though. Well, I mean, I have to compensate for the, the shameful thing I did. So, um, when I read 4.0, I went, wow, that's a big fucking alcohol percentage. Like <laughs> I was like, dang, she's drunk. I, it didn't even dawn on me that it's like point oh eight is <laughs> you'd be dead. 4.0 is death. <laughs> yes. Um, what was the shameful thing you did? Well, I'll say that a friend really did the main thing. You were an accomplice. Yeah. So I had, I had two close friends running with the wrong crowd and i'm gonna say not really because they're both still my friends um, still running with the wrong <laughs> crowd um so one said friends uh started counterfeiting money nice and i'll good, say that uh yeah here's what i'll say about the situation is that he got in less trouble than me and the other friend and got basically a pat on the back from everyone that it was impressive. Yeah. That's the first and thing I, oh, good for him. Let's see. And like, I'm not just talking from like friends. I mean like law enforcement, like <laughs> the judge was, was like, like, holy hell, I can't that. tell the difference. So yeah, we didn't basically because we were in high school, we managed to slide by with it. Uh, you know, we didn't have to go to court or anything, but we did have to go to a class that is designed for kids who get in trouble, but is really targeted towards marijuana use. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so the three of us just sat in there and learned all of these things we didn't know about. Like uh, our favorite was that they told us through a PowerPoint that kids will go to parties and take a salad bowl and dump all of their parents' medication into it and then take a handful of it at the party and ingest all of them. And that this is a common party activity. <laughs> and this is like the main substance of 
what we were walked through. Th- that's something that like their parents did when they were having like swinger parties and <laughs> you could get like barbiturates over the counter and there was just all these fucking like, oh, here's uppers, downers, zingers and zingers and my wife's car keys. And they were just all in the same bowl. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. So I'll say that they didn't really know how to handle the situation. And uh, we ended up basically just. How'd you get caught? Um, By them, by spending the money and them finding out that it wasn't real. What? Where? Who? No, I need some sort of detail. <laughs> Even if you make up a story that's similar <laughs> enough to what happened. I'll, I'll say that. What did you buy? You fucking freak. Food. <laughs> oh, God. That's what both of us did. Yeah, it was. Um. Yeah, one of my best friends was the other person that got caught and through that got pretty frustrated because we were scolded and the other person was like, hey, that actually turned out pretty well. Um, But yeah. um, It's just the line of, if it was the other way around, if uh, they got caught first and then you like, he probably would have been scolded like you fucking criminal mastermind <laughs> wannabe piece of shit. And then you got these innocent <laughs> people fucking see what you've done. It, it would have gone the entirely different way. Right, but yeah. because the line of like <laughs> going up the corporate ladder right, there, yeah. like <laughs> well who, done, who, sir. who are these little soldiers? And, and oh, you. Oh, wow. Hmm. I'm impressed. I will say it you have so my respect. Because even at that age, I was like, hey, <laughs> He's the one who's like doing this in his bedroom. Like, come on. That's but, um, amazing. yeah. So what kind of bills were they? Uh, fives. Fives. I think. Yeah. So this is another thing that drove both of us crazy is that we saw and insisted that Abe Lincoln had a small smirk and they're like, no, we don't see that. <laughs> looks very real to us. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was a thing. And I won't, I won't say that it was necessarily a, a actual cry for attention, but that was definitely a phase that I was probably doing things I shouldn't have been. <clears throat> I wonder if I had ever had like a cry for attention, like manifest itself in school yeah. like that. I, 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 yeah. I, I feel like I tried to stay very off everyone's radar if That's I could. Good. I'll say that my main group of friends, we didn't, do bad things, mm-hmm. but we did do a lot of like kind of maybe mischievous. I knew you were going to say that word. Yeah. I mean, we did like a lot of fence hopping and things like that, but like one time me and another friend were at the mall in Santa Maria yeah. and they had one of those like newsstands that you get like a free paper uh-huh. and we put that in the elevator so that whoever like used the elevator next would just see like a giant just things you know stuff that's just things that you shouldn't do but i used to piss on the toilet paper rolls at rigetti in the bathrooms (laughs) i used to go into the stalls and piss directly on it ruin a whole roll of toilet paper and cuck the next person that had to go use the bathroom yeah Jeez. So if if you yeah. have, and we went to Rigetti at the same time too. So if any of your dude friends ever went to the fucking <laughs> bathroom and found one of those, uh, my fault. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of all the mischievous things I did. I was so afraid of. Uh, I did. My voice cracked there. That's funny. Um, <laughs> trying to think of. I I was so afraid of getting in trouble for things that like uh-huh. when my friends were doing mischievous things. Yeah. Like I would not. Part two, I would just be like, okay, I'm gonna. I'll say that this was the line that, and I was kind of, I mean, 
shouldn't have done it in the first place, but grateful that I had another friend that went through it because pretty much after that point, other things that people did that's like, let's go do this thing. We were the ones that stayed back. We're like, oh, we're not gonna. Like we're- Yeah, isn't that <laughs> Because funny? it was very much like, we didn't get in a huge amount of trouble. And so it's like, if as long as we Scared just- Scared you enough. Right, yeah. And so, and but then having someone that you weren't just the lone person mm-hmm. being like, guys, I can't. Could, so, it's a shared experience Right, like that. yeah. And so that kind of helped out. But yeah, I, yeah, there's, I don't know. I can't think of specific things, but yeah, it's- shenanigans a lot of shenanigans i used to do a ton of shoplifting really uh i could uh, yeah only from uh like a corporate place though right i knew several people that did that or thrift stores because they're in the inventory is free oh, and man. fuck them yeah okay <laughs> I, I had a couple, I, I knew a couple of people that like Walmart, things like that because yeah. they're evil. So I stole a bag from Walmart the other day. Did you? Yeah. I was like, I'm not paying for this bag. Oh, like a grocery bag. Oh, uh, okay. Just like cool. Free bags. Weird. <laughs> they're still free. I didn't have to, it came right off the thing. I didn't have to put a dime in. It was fantastic. Oh, Dallas. No. They're going to listen. They're going to come find you. I know because only people that work at Walmart are low enough to fucking <laughs> listen to my hey. podcast. <laughs> That Honestly, if someone's at Walmart right now listening to this podcast, get to work. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay. Next one. Jesus. That was a good one. You haven't had a drop of alcohol since you were a teenager and have never done a single drug, but nope. you've done multiple drugs at once, right? Uh, okay. You no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Dear program worked on this one. That's fun. You, t- you I you kept took my the, pledge. <laughs> really? You took the dare program? Yeah, everyone did, didn't they? Not me. Really? I my I was specifically um, taken out of it. Be- <laughs> that's just more on the commentary <laughs> of my life growing up. I was taken out of the D.A.R.E. program uh-huh. um, by my parents. Oh. They're like, we were just going to raise a little snitch. Is that what you're doing? I mean, meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, what? I'm going <gasps> to fucking tell my parents for drinking. And <laughs> are you serious right now that they did that? Absolutely. Oh, a hundred percent. And I didn't even know that was a thing that you could opt out of. Yeah, no. So I just when everyone did it, I went and like hung back in, at like a lunch table during oh. the dare program during class. Oh. Wow. And turns out horrible fucking choice for everyone else. Great choice for me. <laughs> everyone in that classroom ended up like all of my friends that took it uh-huh. on way worse drugs yeah. and have done drugs that I will never do. Right. And like everything, you know, just pregnancies and fucking hor- drugs. And like, I was like, damn, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't drink till I was out of high school. Yeah. I didn't smoke weed till I was 21. Like I would, I didn't do anything for like most of my life and they had already all su- been subjected to that. Wow. So your dare program success fluke, <laughs> but uh, what, what did you drink when you were a teenager? What do you, um, did well, you get drunk? Are you, 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 you went you backwards know? in the list order, but, um, I went to Europe when I was oh, wow. 16 and that was kind of open season for fuck. Yeah. Shenanigans. Drinking. I've never been drunk. Oh really? No, huh. never. Um, but like drank Guinness mm-hmm. did, the experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't. But anyway. Yeah. Just 
never really got into it but yeah never did a single drug and honestly i will attribute it to that i had a very close relationship to my parents and Mm -hmm. i think the fear of disappointing them really did a thing on me chris has a similar thing to that it's in his new special i highly recommend you guys watch those three specials that just came out. Okay. Um, it's Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, Chris D'Elia. Oh, okay. Uh, they all came out within a month of each other, and they all have one part of a, a joke that you piece together. Oh, no way. So you get the, oh, okay. you get the setup, the story, and the punchline. Okay. And if you watch them in order, so. All right. Pretty cool. Um, I really respect people. I have, like, a, a, a big admiration and respect for people who... Uh, don't drink and don't do drugs and stuff because uh-huh. I was very against doing any of that growing up. Uh-huh. I was surrounded by it. I didn't like it. I didn't. I don't like when my friends still do things too right. much now. I have friends that are drunks now and alcoholics and then like do coke and shit. And I'm just like, I fucking, I don't want to be yeah. like, I grew up, I know what this does to you. This is the wrong place to start. <laughs> like right, I, I yeah. have seen, all, I've seen the result of this. You guys are just in like stage one. Yeah. So I was, there's a lot of people that I would admire that have, that are teetotalers, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs, anything Uh like that. And you telling me that, uh, I think, I don't know if I would admire you and Chris as much if from the get go. Yeah. Cause I like hold you guys in a different regard because of it. I like that. I like that I can go over to your guys' house and it, it's not about getting drunk or smoking weed or it's not dividing the situation for that sure because like a lot of the things i like about my friends is their personalities Mm -hmm. and those things really change someone's personality something i don't care for yeah most of the time yeah like i have to also be drunk or also on acid to enjoy someone drunk or on acid you know what (laughs) i mean it's very different proud of you thanks but also if you ever want to uh drink or smoke Go somewhere else. Don't hit me up. Don't break my heart like that. Don't disappoint your parents. You don't got to worry about it. <sighs> okay. What the fuck is that noise? Do you hear that? Sounds like a car. That's yeah, a vacuum. Like... Is it? Next door. You think there's just a car in the house? Isn't ha- there like a main door? road right there? That's not a car. That's, That's a, vacuum? a vacuum. That's crazy. I can hear many things oh. from my neighbors. I'm sorry. It is horrible. Oh, yeah, I highly uh, recommend people also not having neighbors if they can help it. <laughs> yeah. That's the, one of the shitty things about this pandemic. I didn't even know anyone lived there till this really? shit. They oh. were never home. Yeah. Never. And now they're vacuuming. It's horrible. And then these people, so loud, always home. Although I will say that this guy yells at his kids less. Oh. Which is interesting. Yeah. Because they're, they're more, so maybe, I don't know if he has like more time to connect with him or what. Yeah. But he's I not hope, yelling at him. I hope that happened. Yeah. I haven't heard him yell at him a while until yesterday when he was yelling at him for moving the video game out of the PlayStation. Oh. And I was like, ugh. So like he's the one playing it? Yeah. So oh. like one of the kids like <laughs> watch Star Wars in the PS4 and oh. like move. I could hear everything. Yeah. And I was like, he was, I, I would never yell at my kids the way he was yelling at them over like my video game yeah. this that's why i don't respect like gamers and stuff because they take that shit so seriously <laughs> i'm like really there's real people you're that are getting traumatized right because your, your disc was moved you <laughs> fucking child so that's what i equate video games to very often oh, good. yeah 
Jeez. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I was poor. I didn't have video games growing up, so I just like resent everyone that has uh, video games. There we go. Yeah. But also, there's a lot of validity in my statements. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not completely full of shit over here. <laughs> just half. So when you were 16, you saw a Banksy. Uh-huh. You snuck out of a hotel to climb a fence and see it. Yeah. Fence climbing. There you go. Yeah. Regular. I was with other people. I wasn't by myself. Yeah. I'll say that. Where, but, what, yeah. what, um, you were in London. Tell me about this. Yeah. Um, went to the UK when I was 16 after my sophomore year of high school. Just as like for the fuck of it? Um, there were a couple different Europe trips happening through my school, through different. Please explain this white privilege that I've. Hey, you went to the same school I did. Yeah. So. Well, I, um, <laughs> I was so pissing the, on toilet paper rolls. It's different. <laughs> the teachers that were organizing it uh, were husband oh. and wife and the wife I had for eighth grade English. Um, but her husband worked as an English teacher at Rigetti. And so I was lucky enough to be invited to go. Was this Mr. Paulus, Mrs. Paulus? No, uh, it was uh, the St. John's. I don't know them. Okay. Well, um, so yeah, I got to spend two weeks in Europe. Yeah. So. But you saw Banksy. You I did. Went, yeah. You snuck out of the hotel at I was night? Very, it, this is very lucky that this struck right around the time that I even discovered who he was and like yeah. the height of being oh, excited absolutely. about his stuff and yeah. then found out that there was one right down the block from where oh we were staying. Oh my God, how cool. It was, do you know his work well yeah, at all? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, do you know where the Pulp Fiction banana yeah. piece was? And he painted over it with the angel with the skull because ozone died. Do you know that story? I don't think I do. Okay, no. there's a graffiti. There's a guy who did graffiti, but uh-huh. also was like a graffiti critic mm-hmm. um, named Ozone, who used to critique Banksy's work. Oh and shit! He, and another guy whose name I can't remember were in a subway, yeah, tagging a wall and ended up getting hit by a train oh, and died. Okay, and I so think- Banksy painted over the Pulp Fiction and did that one for him. I. I have not seen And so that's this. one that I saw, yeah. That I don't know if I've seen this. Yeah. I, I, I think once you see it, I, w- I want to say it sounds familiar, the, yeah. the ozone artist mm-hmm. being, that's weird. Yeah. So anyway, but there was. I know people a, with Banksy tattoos. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? It's, uh, they're cool. Good for them. They got, they got tattoos. They're, yeah. They like cool things. Uh-huh. Um, no. Uh, Does that go against Banksy's? Uh, it goes against tattoos in general. <laughs> Sorry, Dallas. Um, I don't care. You think but, I get uh, tattoos? <laughs> I don't. I stopped. Okay. I've stopped years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I had a couple actual friends on the trip with me that I knew and were already friends with, but it was kind of like a hodgepodge group yeah. of people. And you kind of become friends with people just like in that weird way that you'll mm-hmm. never, never talk to them again after that trip. Mm-hmm. But in that, you know, capacity, your That's friends. Fun. So there were a group of people like I had bought a Banksy, the book Wall and Peace. Yeah. And we all kind of like pass it around and like a couple other people were excited about it. That's so yeah, cool. we went out and saw it in real life. Like at night? Yeah. Hopped a fence. It was a chain link fence. Did you it have wasn't a picture? A no. You didn't get a picture? <laughs> I didn't. This is pre pre iPhone. Pre photographer, apparently. Yeah. You didn't bring and a we didn't. I think our. I think what we were hoping was to get up higher to see it, and mm. we didn't. We didn't. 
Oh, it was kind six, of There obscure. were several. I think it was like... I'm trying to think of what the actual building was. But like we crossed a parking lot and then went over and I think there's another one and there's just a point where like you can get close enough to like get a picture with it or anything so that'd be a big deal he just had uh banksy uh, there's just a piece that came out right that was so cool yeah i was like oh fuck he's still around yeah. doing things this is awesome hey, do you know who banksy is yeah, do you I've, think yeah oh, okay i mean if you google it it's actually i i didn't know until i just spent a day like do we know who this is and found out within 10 minutes but i'm uh, not sure i know who it is now i think his first name's robin Oh, okay. I don't remember his last name. Someone, I think what someone was trying to say that he's from this Britpop band. <laughs> was it Pulp or Blur or something like really? that? He's like someone from this band or like, oh, Banksy's actually just Moby or something or so, okay. so, something. Yeah. N- not, not that. <laughs> right. But still. Poor Moby. <laughs> I think that. Uh, I've never seen Alzheimer's, early signs of Alzheimer's so quick in my life. <laughs> um. <laughs> but uh i just remembered we we were at um festival of disruption a couple years ago and moby did a dj set and we, we missed it oh you missed it yeah, he was in in the same hotel as us and we were just like oh let's eat dinner and <laughs> 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 we didn't see him it was just it was him being a dj it's not it's just, not his music it's just seeing his head there basically uh, yeah. is what you i don't know missing. if i'd give a shit about that either um but uh yeah I, I love, did you see Dismaland? That thing that, that project he did? I don't know if you can call it a project. I know about it. Okay. That's another like Wikipedia hole that I'll go really? down every once in a while. Fuck. I'm, it. It's so funny. I, I can't tell you how many times I'll be having a discussion with someone uh, on a podcast. Yeah. And I'm just, because of what they're talking about so cool, I'm like planning things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm going to go through a Wikipedia up. wormhole. And then... <laughs> And I just like get fucking preoccupied with like, oh shit, oh shit, we're gonna get, we're gonna do these things, and then I'm like, oh, Dallas, the person's talking. You have to fucking. Definitely that's why I write things down, though. Yeah, that's, no, that's why good. I write yeah, things down. Though. That's good. Definitely look it up because I, I think it's pretty enjoyable. Like Disneyland parody, theme park. I know this. Yeah. I know about this, mm-hmm. but there's something that I'm forgetting about it. Like there's some point to it. I'm forgetting. I don't know. It, it's not that important guys. Um, <laughs> Give it a goog. You, <laughs> that's fu- um, Mark Norman says that so much. Really? That it's a t-shirt oh, for really? his podcast. Give it a goog. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's so funny. You said that because I've been, I've been trying to get Chris to find out who Joe List and Mark Norman are and like succumb to their podcast and stuff like that. Because they like Seinfeld. You guys like Seinfeld. And it works. <laughs> Who doesn't? Like, it? does anyone dislike Seinfeld? I think that's a pretty universally enjoyed thing, right? I think there's a lot of people that I wouldn't even bother spending time with anyways that are like, I'm watching some old ass TV shows. I'm Do they only dislike it because everyone else likes it? Maybe, basically. but then, I'm sure there's also people that, um, you know, people that are like so far removed that like they don't care about comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, those people. Okay. Those kind of people. I was watching th- some of that stuff could get him canceled today. What? In Seinfeld? Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. I was like, that's not holding up. But we're willing to let it slide. 
because well, also it's Seinfeld is the Michael fiction, Jackson, but of it's TV. also fiction. It's all remember that's also fiction too. Yeah. That's another funny thing is like it, it's a show. I guess yeah, you can't get mad at someone for saying a word or a phrase in a movie because it's fake. It's fiction. Right. It's not real. I think people still do anyway. Sure, but like yeah. no, no one's gonna be like, oh, fucking Tim Roth is canceled because he said the N word in Pulp Fiction. Oh, it's right. like no, we're st- we still watch Tim Roth movies. Like that was part of the script. This character sure. says that. What about yeah. what of it type of thing? I guess you can think about Seinfeld that way. I enjoy Seinfeld. I enjoy the shit out of Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm slowly trudging through it because I'm trying to. Yeah, I, Chris I, told me. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I really don't have the Seinfeld uh, wherewithal or like the repertoire. Okay. Experience. Yeah. yeah, I I've gone through phases of watching it. I've never sat down and watched the entire series in order. Oh, okay. Chris and I went through, we watched it before bed for a long time. And I don't Mm -hmm. remember how far we got. Um, But yeah, I'd say we've probably seen the majority of it. I'd say I'm forcing myself to watch it because I I feel like I'm pushing myself to enjoy it more than I'm enjoying it. Really? Just by a small margin. (laughs) Okay. But enough to where I'm like. Fuck, I I want to watch something else now. <laughs> Where I'm like, I mean, oh. there's a lot of content there. It is. It's a lot of episodes. Yeah, I, I'll I'll get through it and I'll let you know what I think. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> but you and Chris have your ten year anniversary this month. We do. You said our relationship would be a fifth grader. Yeah, I like that tag. That's yeah. funny. We actually have a, a friend who has a son that was born on our actual like the day we started dating. Wow. And so that's a visual representation yeah. of the growth you yeah. guys have had. He's big. That's He's a insane. functioning human. Yuck. <laughs> Ugh. It's pretty wild. I mean, you don't, you don't see a lot of those around anymore. <laughs> no. Functioning humans. <laughs> Yuck. 10 years. Wow. 10 years, a decade. You going to break up with them now? No. Man. Okay, good. <laughs> not letting that guy go that's so sweet (laughs) he said such nice things about you he's a sweet guy was he always like that always nice yeah yeah (laughs) why do you think i started dating (laughs) i don't know people like he's not like a stallion that i broke in like made (laughs) a sweet person he's always been that way yeah oh man that's why yeah you should have known me before i met kylie i i can imagine Peeing on toilet paper. Uh, yeah. Oh, I still do that. Yeah, right. She'd get mad. <laughs> She'd get mad. She'd but, be uh, like, listen, asshole, I got to use that toilet paper. <laughs> uh, or uh, rather, she would say, listen, asshole, I have to waste all of that toilet paper. <laughs> you women and your toilet paper are crazy. That's who went and stole all the toilet paper was women. They're just buying stacks of it. I don't want that's one line in the sand I'll draw in sexism where I'm like, no, 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 no. This is fact. <laughs> I, I, she, she, Kylie would buy me a pack of toilet paper, like a six pack mm-hmm. on my birthday and it would last until my next birthday. <laughs> like I don't get how, like my asshole is clean. Like I don't not clean it, but fuck man. <laughs> toilet paper shortage is women's fault. <laughs> Bronson 2020. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you were adopted as a baby. Yep. Your biological mom died when you were 12. Yep. And your sister died three years ago. Yep. So your biological sister as well. Yep. That's what yep. you mean. Okay. Yep. Um, 
why were you adopted? I mean, not like, well, why did they like you? Why were you like, <laughs> why they pick you? this one's ripe. Let's yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're ever like really want to get into it, my brother actually did. Are we okay? Um, and talked about it, but, um, yeah, my siblings were, had kind of a rough childhood and, uh, I have a different dad than them. And this was a chance for me to have a different life than them. And so it was actually my siblings were the one who picked my parents who adopted me. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, that would, maybe yeah. you did tell me this on your last, uh, pre- uh presence here. That's possible. It's yeah. Possible. Yeah. How old were you? When I was adopted? Yeah. They, like it was arranged baby? before I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my parents took me home from the hospital and everything. Um, when did you find out you were adopted? I knew my whole life. You knew your whole life? Yeah. That's the way to do it. You're like, you guys are black. I'm white. It's different. Uh, I get it. <laughs> there are, I'll say that the thing that my dad was adopted, my dad and his sister were adopted and grew up knowing that they were adopted, mm-hmm. celebrated the day they were adopted, like their birthday and everything. And that's definitely, if you ever adopt a kid, don't keep it from them. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's even, is it Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. that, uh, found out that his, who he thought was his sister was actually his His mom. mom, Yeah. Yeah. Just things like that. It'll really mess with you. Definitely have the awareness. Are these days important to you? Like when you were adopted? I mean, I was adopted basically on my birthday, so it doesn't really make a difference, but you know, like I, you know, I'll say that my parents were very, they, whether they knew what they were doing or not handled everything very well. Okay. Because there is, a weird guilt I think that comes from most people who are adopted where you feel like you being interested in the family you're adopted from Mm -hmm. will insult your parents or hurt their feelings because it like fearing that you'll make them feel like that they're not good enough. Did you go through that? Oh yeah, I absolutely. And finding out that my dad felt that way first at a certain point, about his, his parents. His, yeah, exactly. That it's a weird so you, thing. So you grew up in a household with an adopted sister as well? She didn't. She, I grew up basically uh, as an only child. Okay. So and she then, was already out of the house? So my parents only adopted me. And so my siblings all grew up with mm-hmm. my mom, their mom. Yeah. Um, and then when I was seven or eight, um, I don't know how it came about, but my my dad, I think it was my dad, found the phone number of my siblings. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, I talked on the phone with my sister and we arranged to meet and basically started a relationship of knowing. I'm sorry, them. how old were you? Like seven or eight. Seven or eight? Okay. Yeah. And they're, my siblings are quite a bit older than mm-hmm. me. Um, and so, yeah. And then throughout my life would visit with them. Really? If they came through the area they'd visit and then as I got older I started driving down there myself mm-hmm. and would you know see them and everything so yeah did you see similarities in maybe mannerisms or th- traits that you had that you noticed in them <sighs> not not it's when it's pointed out to me I'll notice it more but myself I'm not really my thing is that I love seeing when kids look like their parents 
and love seeing that similarity because like a lot of people think that don't know that I'm adopted because my parents and I look similar just yeah. by pure coincidence. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably why they like to. Like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I like that face. Yeah. Um, but uh, I never have known who my biological dad is and I don't think I'll ever know. And I wish I could see a picture just to see physical similarity. Do you not have a lot of physical similarity with the, the rest of the family you've met? Um, I do in some ways. There's certain things that I see. I've noticed that my mom's mom looked a lot like me. I saw like mm-hmm. an old photo of her and I was like, okay. Do you have a name for your biological dad? No. Don't even know Nothing. So, uh-uh. so why is his identity so obscure? He was a guy that wasn't really in the picture. He was a guy that she got pregnant and they weren't really even together. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that my parents saw a picture of him when, because you see like pictures of parents and everything, but I never have, I don't have a name or anything. And uh, I'm pretty okay with it. Like it frustrates me sometimes because I feel like that in this era you should have access to anything in the yeah. world. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. So, and really just purely for that reason, just like uh, there's a part of me that's like, am I going to see a picture and be like, wow, that looks just like me. But your biological mom died when you were 12. Yep. Yeah. How did that feel to you as an adopted person not growing up with her? Um, I was mostly upset because I felt like I lost the chance to know who that was. And that was, yeah, it's mostly, I think just like, it's that sense of just like, well, all like, I guess missed opportunity in a way. Um, And it's kind of weird when you're 12 because it's like, well, you can really have done anything anyway. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, but, um, yeah, I think that then I realized it's like, oh, I'll never really get to know that person. And that's, yeah, still what I think of is that I wonder about her. My brother was really nice. And one of the last times we visited, he gave me some of her old, she had like spiral bound notebooks that yeah. she basically kept as like diaries. Mm-hmm. And so I have those that. Have you really dived into those? You know what? I started reading them around the time he gave them to me and I didn't read all of it. I let Chris read it and he read through them and I still have them in a drawer and have not finished reading them. Um, and not wasn't even really emotional about it. It was just it's weird and I'll get around to it. Okay. But um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of just kind of. I think maybe I have a hard time with things like that where there's no easy solution or answer. Mm -hmm. You just have to deal with the feelings. And so I think sometimes the best thing to do is to lean into your feelings. Yeah. Um, as a tough boy growing up, like you're kind of taught not to have emotions. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I've noticed what makes me feel best is when I, and feeling some kind of way, I can lean into the emotion and 
what kind of makes the anxiety of it go away is knowing that like, oh, I just have to experience this. Right. Like just be in the moment of frustration yeah. or fear or anxiety or stress or sadness. Yeah. And because I'm very good at, at uh, kind of like staving off those emotions. Right. I can, you know, absolutely like singe them and stop them yeah. from going any further and then just kind of kind of turns you into like a really bitter person yeah which i have been doing consistently my whole life yeah so recently i've really been trying to acknowledge it an emotion yeah and give it its uh day in court yeah you know yeah You can't do like an uh, ancestry type thing or a. You know, something. it's funny. I did. Um, Chris got me a few years ago the 23andMe mm-hmm. and was able to see like what my genetic makeup is because, you know, I knew mm-hmm. from being told, but that was fun. And what my dad did recently um, is he did one of the ancestry things and actually connected for the first time in his life with his. Wow. Yeah. And so that's been a whole thing that. I mean, he's in his late 60s and finding out like, mm-hmm. this is a cousin I have. Yeah. And this is, you know, so that's been exciting to see him go through that. And yeah, I've, you know, I sway in my feelings of letting it be what it is or pursuing something. So and it's not something I think about a lot necessarily, but every once in a yeah. while. Yeah. Curious about it. Sure. Yeah. Do you have what kind of relationship do you have with these biological siblings? Because I have biological brothers uh-huh. and we are so, I knew I'd be talking to you about this a Did week, you? a week ago. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> um, we say, how do I put this? When I'm around them, uh-huh. they don't, we share a father. Uh-huh. This, me and these two brothers have the same dad. Yeah. But when they're around me, they say, your dad. Mm. Like it's not their dad. Right. Because I grew up with him. Yeah. And he, he divorced their mom uh, when they were kids. And I've always felt like they harbor some sort of animosity right. or jealousy towards me. Yeah. Whether it's real or not. Yeah. And I was just curious what kind of dynamic you might have with either the adoptive siblings Mm -hmm. or the um, biological ones. And if you can kind of understand like that obscure, like, Oh, this is your dad, not mine, but same parent still at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's what I mean when I'm asking though, what kind of relationship do you have? Yeah. It's, you know, I grew up as an only child. And so I always kind of thought about what it would be like to have siblings. And I know that everyone who does have siblings that they grew up with, it's like, we fought all the time and, you know, whatever. That it's like some of them have incredible relationships and, they, you know, obviously a turbulent, ever-changing thing. But I was always kind of jealous of that because it's like, that's, you just had like a friend all the time. Um, And so... I mean, I'll say that they have been absolutely nothing but completely accepting and loving of me throughout every phase Mm. of my life and that I never have 
had an opportunity to even question that. And you're the youngest? Yeah. I'm the yeah. youngest too. Yeah. Um, there's a strange energy you get, vibe you get from being the youngest mm-hmm. of like that like animosity or that jealousy because you were treated so yeah. differently than your older siblings. I feel like uh, oftentimes... I could have had siblings that I was good friends with, had good sure. relationship relationships with growing up. Yeah. But there was a, just a breach of understanding. Yeah. It wasn't really there. I didn't really know how to like build that bridge with them. Yeah. And it's just now starting to happen. Yeah. I don't know how to go about that. Yeah. It's... I think that sometimes, even though it's really hard that you know, in situations like that, just being the person to say something first is sometimes the best thing you can do. Yeah. And I know that that's like the hardest thing. I have a really hard time with stuff like that. Um, I have a hard time opening up, but I think that sometimes the you saying something, it's incredible that other people are feeling the same way. Yeah. And that they're not going to be the ones to say something first. But yeah, I I was really lucky. I still am that, you know, mm-hmm. I get a whole second family that, you know. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that for the most part, I've let go of, you know, a lot of the mixed feelings that I had. Because, yeah, I felt, I felt a weird guilt and I felt like that, you know, I don't want my parents to think I don't like them mm-hmm. because, you know. I'm interested in, you know, this other family that I, you know, came from and know nothing about and, you know, and that that's something that no matter how absolutely wonderful my parents are about everything, you still, I still felt that way. And I felt guilty to a certain extent that I got the childhood that I did that, you know, my siblings didn't get and that they wanted for me. And, Mm -hmm. and then just, you know, accept that it's like, that's what they wanted you know, they wanted something better for me and I got that thing. Like that's the way, you know, don't feel guilty for that, you know. Um, so you can appreciate it as it like this yeah, and big, I, very selfless thing they did right, for you. Yeah, it's incredible to have somebody that, you know, did that for me before they even know, knew who I was, you know, and that, um, yeah, so pretty wild. But yeah, I never, I never really talked about it when, I mean, I still don't really, but unless it comes up just Mm -hmm. because it's everyone, everyone in elementary school who, I mean, kids don't know how to handle things, but their, Mm -hmm. their question is always, oh, do you know your real parents? Mm -hmm. It's like, I, these are my real parents, you know, it's like, I love my mom and dad to pieces and they're like, you know, they are my real parents, but it's just like, you know, that's how kids who don't yeah. know what that is just view it. it's like oh who are your real parents like well, you know because yeah, do we, we need right. to know like are you an orphan yeah exactly what? everyone yeah I, all anyone knows is things from movies or you know whatever so so, so i just kind of yeah didn't really talk about it and yeah like i said i i look remarkably like my parents so that's pretty cool you wouldn't guess <laughs> otherwise <laughs> it's very fortunate good yeah. coincidence yeah right because then when there's like people that might ask you about oh sure and yeah. then you're like nope yeah not today yeah don't ask me about it <laughs> could you tell how 
was there a change in your relationship with your uh, adoptive parents after you met this family? No, not at all. No. Something I would be afraid of is finding out who my real parents were Mm -hmm. and then either resenting or changing how I feel about the people who raised me. Yeah. But it's so often reassured in like media that portrays it that like, no, like those are your real parents. They raised you. That's where your connection lies Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Part of it too might've been because there's a significant age difference, but like, you know, maybe if they were the same age as me Mm -hmm. that maybe, but I don't. Yeah. And the fact that they lived, I mean, not far away, but you know, Mm -hmm. several hours away, you know, that it's, it, you know, the same as like going to visit, you know, yeah your cousins or Mm -hmm. you know whatever um so yeah not really at all yeah and I think anything that I felt was me worrying about things that I didn't have to worry about okay yeah Uh, your sister died three years ago yeah what kind of relationship did you have with that sister um she was the when I was seven or eight, I talked to her on the phone mm-hmm. for the first time and she was like, we went over to her house and everything. Um, I wish I was closer with her and that's not to say that we weren't close, but you know, it's definitely kind of same thing that's like, I probably should have taken more opportunity to build that and be there. And I know that that's a little unfair because it's like life happens and you're mm-hmm. not foreseeing that, but yeah, that was, yeah, same same feeling that it's like, I wish I could have known every single thing about her. What did you know about her? I mean, I, I knew about her childhood and her upbringing and she has kids that, you know, are my nephews and everything. She actually, she, she died of lupus. Um, <laughs> she had a baby very soon before she died, which is oh, wow. wild. Um it's kind of a miracle. Um, and yeah, it, I, her, I'll say that her dying was one of the most unfair, like examples of something really unfair happening that I felt like she didn't get the break she deserved and she didn't get, you know, she died on her 37th birthday mm-hmm. and just like I wish that she could have had more and I'm not saying that as like I mean her she had a husband that loved her so much and her kids and everything and I just wish that it's like I don't know I mean you wish the best for everybody but her Mm -hmm. life was something that I felt like it was really unfair for that to happen to her that she already like persevered through so much and Mm -hmm. then for that to happen to her felt incredibly unfair but I share that sentiment of wishing you were closer with someone. Yeah. Because my uncle just passed away. Every time I saw him, he'd always invite me to go down and stay with him and his family and just like hang out and do fun stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like I'll totally like, yeah, let's do it. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Why didn't I do that? Yeah, we're anytime coming down. He's like, yeah, dude, anytime, man. Just come on over, you know, hang out go do something uh when he died my mom 
said, oh, that's something that your brother has over you. Because he went down there yeah. and had a fun time and they like got a big stretch limo and like <laughs> went out and did things. Yeah. And I, I have no resentment towards my brother for that. Right. And I thought that was so awesome of my mom to say because it was like giving credit to my brother for something that she's right like oh you had something you followed through on something that most people only regret yeah it's very cool it's weird how you can only appreciate small things like that in the midst of tragic things like that yeah Last time I saw him was my brother-in-law's funeral, too. He was perfectly healthy, this big, tall, blonde dude. <laughs> he was born, uh, his birthday was the day before mine. Oh. And my mom told me growing up, she's like, yeah, I held you in. I was, there was no, no way I was <laughs> giving you, yeah, sharing <laughs> the birthday. I always think about him on his birthday, too. Yeah. Because it's the day before mine. Right. So yeah. I'm already self-involved. And then I'm like, oh, that's almost like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's, uh, I think you said it off mic, but yeah, it's different deaths affect you in very different ways. No, and I yeah, think that, no. yeah, it's every one that I've experienced has been a completely different feeling. And I think that uh, my sister's is one that's like a a slow burn where I still, you don't get over it. Like, I think that's the wrong way to put it, but that still is like marinating after all this time that I still think about her all the time and not just her, but I think about the entire spectrum of, that happening and even just the experience of her funeral and everything is one that's like, I still think about it very often. And so, yeah, it's weird how that happens. Silence is golden. (laughs) I like silence. Hmm. Would you ever adopt someone? Yeah. You know, it's weird though that I'm, I'm so excited for the idea of having a kid. I think, and I think it's not just having a kid, but the idea of a kid that looks like you and the person you like most is so like I love that idea. Get I think that's so exciting. You. It's just like I mean I say it to him and you know obviously he's like why? Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's like the idea of a kid that's like Chris is mm-hmm. the like the coolest idea to me. It's just like you're the like the best person and imagine like a little version of you like you know it's just like you know I think that uh, it's funny because 
I think that, uh, not a lot, but, you know, a good portion of girls grow up just, like, with the idea of, like, I know I'm going to be a mom. Like, I Mm. love babies and, you know, they play with them and everything like that. And I really was for (laughs) age 16 and 17 (laughs) doing that stuff, like, really kind of in this phase of I kind of didn't care what happened to me of just like I really was didn't care about what I did or what happened to me and was kind of careless and had this really kind of like masochistic idea of that I was gonna like live by myself and I was gonna have this I was going to make films and I was just going to kind of be doing this thing and that is all I would do. And like while I absolutely loved, you know, I still love film and I still love the idea of making them or writing them and everything. I think that really what it was was that I was kind of in a just like depressed place where I felt like that that's kind of what I deserved or it's like I don't think like I couldn't picture myself having any kind of like future like that and once Chris and I started dating and we were together I kind of started like feeling like I need to get it together and I really kind of like had the reality check that it's like I'm doing a lot of things that are unnecessary and that are hurting me more than anything and that I suddenly all of the things that I just totally rejected seemed like a fun idea the idea of like being with someone and having a family and a future and like being happy and like I don't know. I felt, I guess, found like self-worth in that. And I think part of that is finding someone that sees the good things in you and sees that, you know, tells you that you're a good person and that you can do good things. And, you know, made me feel like that, you know, it wasn't just you know, the things I did or the things I made, but that me as a person was, you know. You meet someone that teaches you how to love yourself. Yeah. Because they can see what's to love. Gives you a good reflection. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just, I would be in a very different place, I think. I think that if I hadn't if things hadn't happened the way they did I can see that I kind of would have just kept driving myself into a hole kind of that I just kind of didn't yeah just didn't give a shit about what happened do you think you romanticized the solitude of it because there wasn't anyone that you could blame or let down or vice versa Maybe I think that 
I think that it was a mix of that there were things happening on different levels that made me just kind of cynical about everything. And that in the big picture looking back that I think a lot of it was just being 17 years old and that I, I won't downplay some of those things, but that, you know, it's like, it was kind of overwhelming and I think it was a lot easier for me to just be like, well, like forget all of that. Like I'm just going to do this and, you know, found a thing that I was good at and figured that's just what I'll do. And that was easier than trying to like resolve any of the problems, you know? It's really interesting how you seem to deal with that because most people are rather self-destructive and even in the throes of that doubt you were doing something creative you had something productive so to me that speaks volumes to who you are as a person (laughs) and to who Chris probably pointed out to you probably (laughs) Yeah, he I was, just he was like, hey, 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 <laughs> clearly, <laughs> even your uh, masochism is a uh, quite productive here. <laughs> there, there's there's something there. There's some plants to be watered. There's some potential of person in there. Yeah, I think that it was, you know, it probably happens with a lot of people who we know for the things they do. It's like you find a thing that you're good at and no matter what, if you just put everything into that, it's just, and that's what I did was that it's like, I found a thing that I had friends that, you know, did it with me and it just was kind of an all encompassing thing. And, you know, I'm sure that's the same as like, you know, those athletes that just spend hours a day doing that thing that, you know, you commit to something like that and you're, you know, you get sucked up into it. And I think that I put a lot of that, you know, didn't realize that I was like <laughs> trying to like put all of my problems and everything and just shoving it into doing that thing. And so, yeah, it was. And so that's, it just like was unquestionable. It's like, yeah, that's of course what I'm going to do. And I had other friends that that's what they were doing. And, you know, we just, had this idea of what life would be like and in retrospect it was kind of depressing and (laughs) you know whatever that's what happens it's really impressive though that sure it's depressing i don't know many people that occupy themselves with something creative and productive or at least can bank a dream on it in some capacity. <laughs> most, most of the time, the activities they end up doing are very self-destructive. Oh. They're not getting out of. They're digging deeper holes and they're not looking at the fossils they find along the way. They're not fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. To yeah. embolden that metaphor. But I knew a lot of people that were probably didn't have that uh, influence of your parents to 
not want to disappoint him. Right. Yeah. That's weighs really heavily. It speaks to the kind of relationship you have with them too. Yeah. Because I can relate to that a lot. I think there is so much of me being afraid of, oh, my parents aren't going to think I'm smart anymore if I'm doing the stupid things like that. Right. I'm not going to be the individual I am because I would get uh, compliments and they would be like a point of talk, like discussion around right. other adults. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is my little sober boy <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, it's in- interesting to see what a massive effect just a little presence can have. Yeah. I think that too, it's that I, and I'm glad that I managed to gravitate towards other people that were self-motivated and that were doing things and that inspired me. And that's how Chris and I became friends. That's like this guy is like making albums and like concept albums and they sound better than any of the stuff that people are doing in their bedrooms. And, you know, at that point we had a lot of friends that were, you know, making and recording music, but it was nothing compared to what he was doing. And that, you know, whenever there was a thing that it was like, he was always on board and would help make it happen. And that, you know, having people like that around you is immense compared to like when you hang out with the people that you know just yeah filter it into doing something that's you know just kind of hurting themselves and not doing anything so yeah it's I think that everyone like no matter what has you know people in their lives that serve a purpose and I think sometimes you know that gets overlooked and that when you end up giving that to yourself and you know that it really pays off because I remember when you know I started making music and me and my best friends were like Chris was the first person that we're like we're gonna try and do a show with him Mm -hmm. and it's just like it was like a thing. It was like, okay, we're going to write the MySpace message. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like, what do we say? Like, don't blow this. And that kind of thing where it's like, it's hard sometimes. It's like you, or even like, I'm sure it's like when you ask, want to ask someone to be a guest on your podcast or when you want to get coffee with someone or anything that it's hard to like initiate things. Yeah. To just like, you know Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to just let things happen to you sometimes with that and you know life's crazy that that's always the i think yeah the one of the most difficult if not the most difficult is being the one to initiate something because we're all familiar with the failure of it. Yeah. And you have to do it so often to find the successes in it. Right. A lot of people avoid it. 
Yeah. It's really easy for people to uh, psych themselves out and find excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Whether we're we're even uh, cognizant to it or not. Yeah. It's easy not to follow a dream. Oh, for sure. It's easy not to fight for something you love. It's easy not to reach out and talk to someone. Might be inconvenient. Your brain will give you a plethora of reasons not to do it. Right. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I relate wholeheartedly to not going down for the weekend to stay with your uncle. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I can think of a lot of different ways that I've done that and that, yeah, sometimes it doesn't matter and it'll happen a later time. And sometimes you, you just have no idea. And yeah, I get that. And sometimes if you don't learn your lesson, it'll keep happening. My friend Matt, who passed away in 2019, beginning of 2019, last thing I said to him was, oh, sorry, maybe next time. Yeah. I didn't get a next time. Makes me kind of curious to know which next time I'm fucking up right now. Right. And it's hard too because you can get so consumed by that. And there's like a line to draw with you have to be realistic with it. You can't do all the things. You can't see all the people. You can't pick up all the phone calls. You can't do all the things. And yet you think about that one time that you didn't and there's like no right answer. You just have to do what, you know, you feel is right in that moment and have to forgive yourself and accept that there's times that you can't do the thing that if you live your life thinking that all the time, that it's just, you know, you're going to exhaust yourself with wondering what all the potential missed opportunities are. And it's a way that you punish yourself just like oh yeah you're punished if you punish yourself by romanticizing these self-destructive paths you can take right it's you're you're punishing yourself by you, you, i think a lot of it is you're victimizing yourself yeah going i'm so flawed yeah look at me i couldn't do this now i don't get a chance anymore right now I have to feel this way and that kind of relates to what I mean about leaning into a feeling yeah because it's a way of like prolonging that it's yeah. like this weird punishment you give yourself I feel like if you give the emotions their time to go time to go through you know right you might not continuously punish yourself for mistakes just kind of take 
what you can from that lesson. Right. And then each time you'll you'll find a new lesson the next time something happens. Right. You'll know how to deal with it in a more complex way. Yeah. More apprehend um comprehensive way. Yeah. 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 I have one more question for you though. Okay. Uh what part of the day do you look forward to most? <laughs> uh dinner time. Dinner time? It's not just because I'm like dinner, but uh that's and that's the part of the day that right now always feels normal is that Chris and I will sit down and eat dinner together and watch and usually laugh at something and Right now, the routine is that, like, before bed, we'll watch, like, two or three episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, even if, like, you know, whenever we watch a thing, and then it's, like, the nightcap of Mm. Curb Your Enthusiasm, and, uh, yeah, that's my favorite part. It's, because even if you have, like, a a lame day, that's what I look forward to, and even, like... I'll have weddings that, you know, I get home late and he'll stay up and we'll just still eat and watch a thing. And I love that routine. Thank you. Yeah, for sure.